and welcome once again to another episode of the Retro Octopocephala Podcast, the only show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. We are part of the Dorkening and Beard Podcast Networks, and as always, we are brought to you by Deadly Grounds Coffee, Coffee to Die For. I am your host, 8-Bit Alchemy, and with me as always are my underrated cartoon animated cohorts, Parasite Steve. Let's kick tut! You <laughs> kick tut right in the fucking head. Uh, Nintendo. It's Richard! And I don't know who Richard is, but I'm a little concerned. He's a and dick. He's a dick, he's that a is dick. right. <laughs> <laughs> call him Dick Richard, and uh, and myself is Eight uh, Bit Alchemy here, uh, and I don't have a quote because I'm hosting. So that's suck right. It. So suck it, y'all. That's the way it uh, works. It's fine. And you guys may have heard uh, heard uh, if you were paying attention on our Facebook, we have a special guest tonight, and you may have also heard his his voice creeping through here in our intro. We have the one, the only, the Sandman, Santino Mancibo. Thanks so much for being on the show, man. Uh, thank you, fellas. I appreciate you. Um, uh, unfortunately, I don't have a little catchphrase either. Uh, I can't really follow up with what you guys just did, so uh, I'm gonna leave that alone. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's okay. You, you don't. You don't need one, so it's okay. Awesome. You don't need one. You are your own catchphrase. Thank you. For, cool. Thank you for not pressuring me. Thank you. I, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> it's a pressure-free zone. Absolutely yeah. free. Oh yeah. Thank so, you. so today we are going to be doing the second installment in uh, what I like to call the Party of One series. Uh, I thought it was kind of a funny name, even though it needs explaining. I'm going to explain it because <laughs> fuck it. Uh, I think it's funny because when you go out to dinner and you're like, "Oh, how many you got?" You're like, "Oh, party for four, party of five, whatever." He's like, "No, no, it's a party of one." Why is it a party of one? Because you're the only person who liked this thing oh. right so we're talking about cartoons that you feel like are criminally underrated and you know for all you know you're the only person in the goddamn world who even liked the thing mm-hmm. uh and so i feel like those are some of the most fun things to talk about because i love when people get to highlight stuff that they're passionate about and they enjoyed and especially when it's stuff that maybe some other people don't know about or maybe didn't even like that much you know i like when we have the opportunity to kind of sing the praises of something that was maybe you know not widely celebrated so i think this is going to be an awesome episode um underrated cartoons basically what we're going to do here is we're we're going to you know split us up we're going to have our uh, two of our picks up front then we'll do an octoponder and then we'll have two of us uh in the back uh to kind of round out the episode we'll do our beta segment we'll do all that good shit and uh and you guys are along for the ride so uh so buckle up and uh you know put on your 3d glasses it's going to be a good one uh what i want to do first real quick is uh before we get too far santino Tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about, uh, you know, your music. So that way the audience kind of gets a flavor for who you are before we dive right in. Because they all know our stupid asses. We've been here forever. <laughs> so you're the new guy. You're the cool guy. So let's hear about it. You guys are smart asses, okay? Not stupid asses. <laughs> all right. We are. Uh, my, a my ass and a dumbass, as my mother always said. <laughs> <laughs> One cheek's got a dunce cap. One's got a graduation cap. Hey, hey, I'm with it. All right, so uh, first off, my name is Santino Mancillo. As y'all know, I go by, uh, my, my, my musical moniker goes by Tino the Sandman. Um, uh, I am currently living in Hagerstown, Maryland. So that's the boonies for, you know what I mean, for those that don't know. Um, uh, I'm a diabetic. That's a personal thing about mine. I, I let people know about that all, all the time. Yeah, I'm a big, uh, I wouldn't say activist, but, you know, I, I like to spread the awareness about about diabetes and stuff like that. Right. Um, 
Um, let me see what else. I'm a huge nerd. I'm a huge nerd. Sometimes you won't even you you couldn't even tell by the way I dress. Sometimes you know what I mean. Um, um, big big into hip hop, anime, cartoons. Love cartoons. So that's that's partly why I'm why I'm here. Um, love collectibles. Uh, I love good people and I love dope shit. And that pretty much uh, sums it up. <laughs> Not only dope shit, but you also have a clothing line, if I am not mistaken, called Dope Sick. Am I right? Yes, yes, Dope Sick, which actually, um, 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 Dope Sick is short for Dope Super Ill, um, clothing company, um, company with a K. Uh, As I always spell it. Hey, you know what I mean? Thank you. I appreciate. I, pre- I appreciate uh, following following along. Yeah, um, dude. But um, but yeah, I just dropped that uh recently. Um, currently, currently in the mud station, uh, in the mud stages, trying to trying to get up out the basement and everything like that. So I've been, I've been working to try to get my e-commerce store together and everything like that. Um, I'm only one man and I can only do so much. I'm kind of, I'm kind of solo on it. Um, um, with the exception of a couple other things, you know what I mean? Like design work and everything like that. I have some, some, uh, um, outside help, but, um, trying to get everything together. But, uh, but uh, I appreciate you asking about that. Cause that's some current stuff that's going on. Um, so, uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for uh, mentioning that. Absolutely. No problem, dude. You know, we're happy to have you able to, uh, you know, plug some of that stuff. Uh, you've got some cool designs, got a upcoming Ghostbusters design on yes, the way. Yes. And that is just well-timed, obviously no accident with the Ghostbusters Afterlife movie coming yeah. out very soon in the next couple of days as of us recording this. Yes. I can't yeah. wait to see it. I don't care if the reviews aren't that great. I don't give a shit. I want to see it. I don't care. I, I saw the last one. You know what I mean? They got me for my money. They'll get me for my money again. You know Damn what I mean? Right. <laughs> Damn right. I'm in. I'm in for a dollar. In for, uh, in for a dime. In for, in for a uh, pound, penny, pound, dimes, dollars, whatever the fuck the saying is. <laughs> I'm in. Lithium crystals, my... whatever you pay. <laughs> I, I, still, I still like to call it booty. <laughs> yeah, I'm in for the booty. Uh, the plunder. Uh, yeah, awesome. Right. So. I am going to I'm going to get things started here. Uh, so so honestly, this whole episode, I, I wanted nothing more than an excuse to talk about this one show. And it's an interesting <laughs> show to talk about because my experience with it is remarkably small, but impactful, important. This show is a show that I watched so fucking much as a kid, but I only watched the same four episodes. Because I had a VHS tape with four episodes on it, and that was it. I didn't think that there was more. I thought that was what it was. That was it, the one and done. Right. I'm like, okay, it's just a one and done. Like that, that, you know, that's that's all they ever made. Yeah. So be it, right? So uh, you know, I was a kid. I didn't know my ass from my elbow. I knew I knew these four <laughs> episodes, and that was it. So the show I'm talking about is the Ewoks cartoon. We are free, we are cold, like our storyteller told. And we're strong and we will fight, and we'll stand up for our rights. We're We are the spirits from the forest moon. Yes, we're home on the barrel and on highways in the tree. When we want to find high, we just sail out on the big big island. And we're one big happy family. We are the E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-
and that is uh, the Ewoks cartoon, also known as Star Wars Ewoks, which premiered in 1985 as a two-season cartoon show that had 26 total episodes. I've seen four of them. If you loved the other 22, I don't give a shit. I've seen four episodes. The thing that's great is that the whole thing is available to watch on Disney+, Plus, which blew my mind. Um, I didn't actually know that until I started looking up stuff for this episode that they had released it on Disney+. Plus. So I'm psyched about it. I got to watch at least three of the four episodes I had seen again last night. And I got to see a fifth episode, which I had never seen, which was objectively worse because I didn't have nostalgia for it, obviously. (laughs) But it was still fun. And uh, Stephanie, my girlfriend, watched it alongside me. And she was straight up like, yeah, this show's really fun. She was like, the, the voice acting's great, blah, blah, blah. She was totally into it. Um, like, I'm way into the Ewoks. Right, way into right the now. Ewoks, right? And, uh, you know, I mean, she, uh, she, she she would tell me if it sucked, right? She, she, she wouldn't sugarcoat it. So uh, the the thing I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, I'm going to, you know, talk a little bit about the show and talk a bit about some of the episodes. But I also have some interesting information about the production company. So let's just dive right in. Um, the show featured the Ewoks exclusively, which were introduced in the 1983 Return of the Jedi film and later explored in the Caravan of Courage in Ewok adventure film and its sequel, Ewoks, the Battle for Endor, uh, neither of which I think I've seen. I don't believe I've watched either of those Ewok. I watched those all the time as a child. We had we had taped them from the TV and I watched them a lot. And uh, the second one, uh, Ewoks, the Battle for, for Endor, does have. Uh, Wilford Brimley. Ah, diabetes. Another diabetes. It all comes back to diabetes for today. Hey. <laughs> shout out to my Beatus yeah. brothers. <laughs> yeah. The Beatus brothers shot, sound off. That That's so funny. Um, yeah. So I've never seen either of those. And I don't think we, you know, obviously, like you said, we didn't own them. You they, they're them. on Disney Plus as well. Oh, shit. And right. uh, there is one. Uh, one really neat thing about, I believe it's the first one, they introduced the characters, uh, or I should say the creatures, uh, which we ne- we did not see again until season one of The Mandalorian, which was uh, an, an animal called the Blurg. And that was the uh, two-legged sort of piranha-looking thing that um, our man oh, Queel, uh, yeah, he has spoken was riding and then uh you know mando had to learn how to ride in like episode number two and those were literally from the first ewok movie unless it's the second one but i think it's the first one um favreau just thought it would be fun to pull something from those movies and he wanted a weird beast of burden to ride so um yeah taken from that also the bad guys in the very first one uh were these giant I can't remember what they're called, but they're these like big giant pig guys. They're like Statue of Liberty size. They're like kaijus. Jesus huge. Christ. It's a lot of pork. They could like punch. They could they could <laughs> punch out like the gargantuas. You know, they, they could be like a gar- They're like the third gargantua. How many gargantuas we got up in here? It's like, oh, well, the rest of them are all on Endor. But those <laughs> ones are the ones that are pig guys. So I don't remember what they're called, but they have come up uh, here and there. They've shown up and stuff. And if you remember, if anybody played the uh, Force Unleashed, the first one, yep, Santino, any any chance? Oh, uh, um, that's 
that's the one with the uh, the the apprentice, right? Yes. Um, I, I played the I played the first one, but very very little. Okay. Well, there's a level you may not have gotten to. A little bit later on, you you come to this like uh, coliseum level. Okay. And there is a room you can get to with all these trophies, and they're all skulls of different like Star Wars creatures. And right. there's like ones you recognize, you know, there's a, a Rancor and a, a Tauntaun and like the, the Wampa. There's like ones you recognize. And then off on its own fucking wall, because it's so goddamn big, is the skull of one of those pig guys from the fucking Ewok movie. <laughs> that's so fun. I a, almost yeah, shit my cool, pants. That's a cool little Easter egg. Super fun. Anyway, oh, yeah. just that's the legacy that. of that shitty movie. <laughs> i'm done <laughs> you know what's funny is that i definitely remember the little girl from uh from the caravan of courage with yeah, her she's crazy yeah. ass like 80s hair just yeah. like straight up straight up like aquanet city um that that little girl's very familiar but i don't think i've ever seen the movies um that's that's cool as shit though so uh yeah um you know the the ewoks were uh, an established thing uh, as of 1983 and so this show comes along and it is in 1985 the show was produced by a company called Nelvana. Now, how many of you here with me right now know the name Nelvana? I mean, I do. It's the polar bear logo. Okay. They used to do okay. a lot. I'm, I can't. I, I I don't know specifically what they did, but All right. I used to see them a lot. It's not, ringing a, bell. It's not ringing a bell for me right now. No, I have no yeah. idea either. So I, I didn't recognize the name. Uh, You're absolutely right that it is the polar bear I, uh, logo company. Uh, oh, so show, oh, I, 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 I'm, it's coming in now. It's coming right, in right. Now. The, 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 the fog is the brain fog is kind of lifting. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was done by Nelvana for Lucasfilms. Uh, and Nelvana, uh, at the time had worked on the first season of Inspector Gadget. Uh, they had also animated the pilot for the Get Along game. And they worked on three animated TV specials for the Strawberry Shortcake toy line. Uh, but most notably, they made the Care Bears trilogy of animated films and television <clears throat> series, which uh, oh. I feel like needs needs no introduction. Um, in addition to producing the Ewok show, Nelvana also made the sister show Droids, which heavily featured the adventures of R2-D2 and C-3PO in a variety of situations. And I know Steve was a fan of the Droids uh, show, at least to some extent. We had we had two tapes, okay? This is the scene. It's it's 1996. We have two VHS tapes for Star Wars cartoons. One is the Ewoks, the Haunted Village. One is Droids. One I watched all the goddamn time. The other, I don't think I even watched one full time. <laughs> I don't know why I had such a stick up my ass about the Droid show, but I didn't like ever give a crap about it and i never watched the whole thing but i watched the ewoks tape a billion times <laughs> so they also did the droid show in case you know you weren't sure um beyond that um so uh Nelvana in the 90s would go on to make the magic school bus which is a show i love i could 100 percent. i actually want to do an episode on like cartoons that are semi or shows that are semi-educational but also oh, just edutainment like, oh, Right, like edutainment shows. Quality like I, I, edutainment. I want to do an episode on that a lot. Um, they did the Magic School Bus. They did Little Bear. They did Eek the Cat. Uh, they worked on Dog City with Jim Henson. And they also did Pippi Longstocking. But most fascinatingly of all, this blew my fucking mind. So I'm actually, <laughs> I'm like, so I'm so curious about this, right? So they 
were optioned and were planning on doing an animated adaptation of Clive Barker's fable, The Thief of Always. But they never actually were able to get pen to paper and and to finalize it and have anything come to fruition. So it never happened. But I was blown away by that. Clive Barker, notorious for making Hellraiser and uh, Nightbreed and all sorts of books, Midnight Meat Train, tons of crazy horror shit. Um, and the thought that he had this kind of like kids book and that it was almost done by the people who made the Ewoks yeah. cartoon. I I had only heard of this this year, this book um, my daughter just read this year. She read so, The Thief of Always. That's I had never awesome heard that it. it's still in circulation, that people are still you know, having it in schools and stuff. Yeah, so she was assigned um, it in schools. It's like so, so cool. when I was going over the, the episode notes for this with Steph, she, um, she was like, Oh, Holy shit. I love the thief of always. And I'm like, you do. She's like, yeah. She's like my, you know, sixth grade English teacher or whatever had us read it. And she's like, I loved it. She's like, it was not like the most kid friendly thing ever. She's like, it was pretty, you know, creepy and weird, but it was done as a fable. And, you know, these kids spend time in this house or whatever. And every every day they spend in the house is like a year that goes by in real in, you know, outside of the house and whatever. Anyway, um, really interesting. Uh, but Nelvana was planning on on working on that. They, they have they have quite a, a history, the company. But, uh, you know, anyway, uh, getting getting back on track with the Ewoks cartoon, the show focused on the adventures of our man, Wicket W. Warwick, which is such a great name. Um and all of his Ewok friends on Endor, of which he had many, but the ones that I think were kind of like the most, the most memorable was he. There was Tebow, who was like the the little friend who had a hood, and he was kind of a smartass, but he was like cool, like he could like tame the animals. He was like a smartass son of a bitch. He's a smartass son of a biscuit, and uh, and then there was uh, Kintaka, and there's Latara, and then also uh, Tebow's. Tebow's younger sister is Milani. And uh, I remember one of the episodes, Milani is like this little kid, but she's getting there. It's like a coming of age ceremony. And they, they basically present the young Ewoks with their hoods for the first time. And it's like, Oh, once they have their hood, they're an adult now. And then in the next episode, Milani was all hitting on, on wicked. She's like, you know, I got my hood last night and that means I'm not a kid anymore. And that means like we could like, Go go picking flowers or hold hands, and I'm like, oh my god, this Whoa. is so ridiculous. I know, I'm like, <laughs> girl, chill out. Like, we and what? Need to put that in our brains. I know. And then Wicket was just like, uh, Milani, can you quiet down? I'm trying to listen to the elders. And I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> she got absolutely none of his attention. And then the rest of the episode, he felt kind of bad for being a dick to her because she she the whole rest of the episode, she's just like, nope, whatever. Uh, I'm not going to talk to you. Now, is she? Is, is this the the girl who is like gray with a pink hood, or is that the other girl? It's uh, okay. So there's actually there's three girls. Um, so uh, she is the she's like a brown. So the the grayish one with a pink hood is Kintaka. Okay. Um, and then uh, uh, there's also a girl who played the flute, um, which I believe is Latara. And then Milani was like a small brown Ewok, and she had a blue hood with like a a a yellow star on it. Um, But, uh, but yeah, so that was her character. Um, Those are some of the main characters and the events of the show basically all took place before um, a new hope, but like before the first star Wars movie, even and uh, before the caravan of courage and stuff. Uh, 
they made sure in the show to have all of the Ewoks speak English so as to not drive the viewers fucking insane with constant yeah. e- Ewokese, which is the actual language. Ewok language is called Ewokese. I made sure to double check for this I mean, episode. I mean, plain and simple. Why, why, why make it difficult? Yeah, like, really? Right. <laughs> right. It doesn't need to have like, a different name. Yeah. Ewok-ese. I mean, I think I think Wookiees speak Wookiees. Wookiees speak Wookiees. <laughs> Wookiees. Wookiees. I mean, Jabba the Hutt, what does he speak? Huttese. Yeah, he does speak Huttese. Oh, my God. Me, Wanda Wanga, no solo. Botuda. Botuda. Um, so the, the, uh, the main villain in this show was this character who I still think is one of the creepiest animated characters. Her name is Morag the Tulga Witch. And she okay. was just this creepy motherfucker. Like, her, her face was like so weirdly shapen and like she was wrinkly but she had this very like long mouth that like stuck way far out of her of her um her hood and she had these like big almost like branch like antlers up on her head and she had this like just horrible kind of sort of voice where her voice is always on the verge of cracking <laughs> and it's just like oh she was just so damn oh yeah I, rem- I remember this lady yeah yeah and she's just like master low gray she's my nemesis like she was just this fucking evil it's like evil get creature. over yourself lady I know. god you're so you're so evil. get a like, hobby jesus have a, have <laughs> a snickers was she like witches of Eastwick, like 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 scary, like you know, like the one from back? Well, in- witches of Eastwick were hot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, was like not. Michelle Pfeiffer, Sharon, <laughs> or Prime. Oh, was that was is that is that is that is that the same the same movie? I'm talking. I'm 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 maybe I'm I'm messing that up. Oh, is you're thinking movie? witches, the that, witches, that, okay, with Angelica okay, Houston, okay. where they turn the kids into mice. Yes, yes. they are less I- hot. They are Dude. less hot. Oh, they were super less hot. Oh, they were super less hot. Yeah. Less hot. <laughs> like, honestly, Angelica Houston was the only one who actually looked halfway decent when she wasn't uh, transformed. Wasn't. Yeah. All yeah. the other ladies were like kind of gnarly. And then when they transformed, you're like, Jesus. That <laughs> movie, I just watched it, uh, honestly, for the first time in like 20 years so uh, this Halloween. And God damn, yeah. yeah. That movie is so. Movie? That's yes, it is. Oh, it man. is. Dude, the, the scene where he's transforming into a rat is like, bonkers at how grotesque it is it is insane yeah. i mean it's like amazing yeah. effects but holy crap yeah yeah exactly. freaking nightmare I used to watch that shit all the time though. i Me do too. that was that was totally one of my regulars that's why my childhood was awesome is because we had <laughs> movies that scared the ever-living shit out of us like oh, return yeah, to yeah. oz right right oh god i know um so you know plug plugging away uh morag the togo witch uh super effective great villain <laughs> super not cons- hot super not hot uh no. she was constantly at odds with the uh the ewok shaman master low gray um there was also another ewok uh who was like a little bit older but he was also kind of a troublemaker he was a i, I would like to call him a shyster um he's a his name is his name is paplu which is just an awesome name paplu and then there's great chief chirpa uh so so he's great chief chirpa's nephew and uh, he is the son of Bozzy and Wicket, the whole fucking like first episode or two, like everything they're doing is accidentally like screwing up Aunt Bozzy's day. And they're like, oh, Aunt Bozzy. And then, you know, Aunt Bozzy's like, oh, Wicket, why? Why? You know, I, she's like all fucking worked up and stuff. And uh, 
and she's just like Paplu's mom, and it's just weird. Uh, but like, I don't know. I I, I swear to God, Pap like Lou. this this show has <laughs> such it's such a good name. The show has such good voice acting. Like every character was done fantastically. Like I I don't know half of the actors. I mean, um, uh, um, the the girl with the pink hood, uh, Kent- the Kentaka family. Her name is actually Princess Nisa. Um, she's voiced by Cree Summer, which obviously, oh, you know, everyone I mean, knows Cree Summer. Yeah. At this point in time, uh, she's been in everything. Um, but uh, yeah, great, great voice acting. Uh, then there <clears> is uh, so there was a couple of different species that were in this show. Um, uh, at least the four episodes that I've seen. <laughs> uh, so there's the the rival species to the Ewoks, which are called the Dulocks. And the Dulocks, the green essentially, guys? they essentially just all look like the Grinch. Yes. Okay. I remember the green guys, the Grinch. Guys. Yeah. 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 The Dulocks. Um, and, uh, and they were, you know, just kind of like a, they're supposed to be related to the Ewoks, like some kind of way. I, I don't really know how, um, but you know, whatever. So be it. Uh, the, uh, the other character that was in it was uh, there was these creatures called the flogs and the flogs were essentially just humongous, like giants. They kind of looked like people they kind of were just a little bit, you know, lumpy and, and you know, not specifically people-like, but um, they were just these huge friggin' things. Uh, and <laughs> What uh, is that? I don't know. It's just a huge friggin' thing. It's a huge friggin' thing. It's just <laughs> a flog. that as? It's a mile of flog. Friggin' thing. It's just a huge friggin' thing. I don't, I don't <laughs> fucking know. Um, so uh, the flogs were in it. Um, uh, so talking a little bit about the distribution of the show, almost all of the episodes were released on VHS across six VHS tapes in PAL regions. Uh, now, you know, the show came out in 85, we were saying. Um, while the Star Wars prequel movies were in production, uh, two direct-to-video compilations were optioned and produced, uh, which each had four episodes of the show. There was the first one, which was from 1996 on VHS, which is what I owned, which is called The Haunted Village. And that compiled the episodes uh, one, two, three, and nine of season one, which were The Cries of the Trees, The Haunted Village, Rampage of the Flogs, and Sunstar versus Shadowstone. Um, The other collection was called Tales from the Endor Woods, and that came out in 2004 on DVD, and I wasn't able to find out uh, what episodes that had. But it doesn't matter because I didn't have it. So I don't care. Who cares? Um, who cares? Uh, so to quickly go through the episodes and then I will shut the fuck up and hand it off to somebody else. Uh, the the first episode that you get on the on the tape, uh, I'm going to do in order of the tape, uh, is called The Haunted Village. And this one, I remember so vividly every part of it. Like rewatching it last night was so weird but also fun because i'm like holy crap i haven't seen this like these pictures this these animations in so many years but it's all so fresh and i'm like oh my god i remember the way this one scene looks so master logray develops a special soap using a uh a a you know local herb that is able to turn the things that it washes invisible and uh uh morag had it just because she's just an insufferable pain in the ass uh she (laughs) keeps sending uh, out this this giant pterodactyl creature called the mantigrew 
um, which is an awesome name. I love that. Mm-hmm. So the mantigree was like this big fucking pterodactyl thing, and it would fly out and it would grab the the Ewoks had these very special trees called the sunberry trees, and the fruit were super important, but it was less for food. It was more for medicine. Um, and so the mantigree would would go sweep up these trees and take them away and you know destroy them or or whatever. And uh, and so Low Gray's like, all right, guys, go out there, take this invisibility soap. And I want you to clean all of the trees so that they turn invisible and that the Manta crew doesn't see them and, and leaves them, you know, leaves them alone. And, uh, and that episode is really well done. It's great that some of the Dulocs get, get the soap and they're like, Oh, you know, the, the, the Dulocs are like these nasty Grinch looking things. And so they're, they're all like, riddled with bugs and shit and they they're over there like oh the ewoks they have soap there's nothing better than ewok soap for removing bugs yes let's steal their soap uh and so they steal the soap but you know they accidentally steal the magic invisibility soap instead of which is green instead of the yellow soap which is for cleaning Uh, that's a Um, classic blunder classic blunder easy to make the mistake i mean anybody could have couldn't happen to anybody (laughs) Uh, so they're they're like taking baths and shit and they're turning partly invisible and they're freaking out. They're like, holy crap, where'd my stomach go? You know, where, where'd my arm go? And they're freaking mm-hmm. out. And that's that's really fun. It's a, where it's are a my great... genital genitals. Oh, <laughs> I, oh, I over there. Oh, I, I never had them. I'm a sexless cartoon. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Even though Milani clearly wants it. Uh, so Man. that was fun. Uh, I think the effect that they did of, of making things partially invisible was like really well animated. Um, it looks it looked really neat. Uh, the, the, uh, the next episode was called the cries of the trees, which is like, I definitely think one of the most disturbing episodes in the, like of, I mean, of this tape, uh, but also just in general, basically Morag captures this creature, uh, called Isrina, the queen of the Wisties. And the Wisties are kind of like this, they, they also call them fire folk. And they're like these fairies that have, you know, innate like powers of, of flame and heat. I think they're actually uh, in the movies. Are they? I, th- I think they're in the, the Ewok movies. Continue to talk. Let me let me cool. look it up. Okay. Yeah. So so Morag captures Isrina, Queen of the Wisties, and then uses her dark magics to like poison her mind and just make her go berserk. And so Isrina starts like going back to all of the other Wisties and like, you know, basically corrupting them and, and spreading this like, you know, mental poison or whatever. And all the Wisties start going nuts and they are, they like set fire to, you know, half of the Ewoks forest. And they're just, they're, they're, they're like very violent. Like they zip around, they animate them moving really quickly and every little thing that they come in contact with just like bursts into flames. And, uh, and it's, it's really creepy because the way that the Ewoks find out about it is, like uh, three of them, it's like I think it's Wicket, Paplu, and Tebow. They get they're they're in trouble for something they did to Aunt Bozzy because you know Aunt Bozzy's just always getting screwed with. Um, and they uh, they have a dream, and all three of them dream together. But the dream is like all these really tall, dark trees just like reaching their branches out and trying to grab them. But they're like they like have faces, but not really. It's just like kind of this like creepy imagery, and the whole the whole scene is like dark red. And um, and and they wake up and they're like, oh, you know, the, the the trees of the forest are crying out to us like they're in pain and stuff and we can hear them. And uh, they actually like they go to uh, the ceremony where the young Ewoks are getting their hoods for the first time. 
and the the little kids who are up there on the stage getting their um getting the hoods are like starting to just break down and cry and they're like they're in pain and they're like they're like we can feel the forest the trees of the forest are crying out to us and they they're in pain they need help and like the kids are just like standing there sobbing and it's like jesus christ like this is terrible and uh and the 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 elder Logre is like, oh, you know, the, the, the young ones have always been the most susceptible to the words of the forest and stuff like that. And so they have to go on this, you know, uh, you know, rescue mission to, to put the fires out in the forest and stuff. It's a, it's a great episode and it's, it's, you know, got, got some kind of disturbing imagery in it, but ultimately it's like, you know, it's disturbing for me when I was five. Uh, but also, you know, it's, it's not all sunshine and rainbows either. It's like, oh, that, yeah, that, that's pretty, that's pretty bad. Um, um, so yeah, she is Rena, queen of the Wisties, was actually uh in Caravan of Courage. No kidding, that's yeah. awesome. And uh, it says she's in that and the Ewoks episode, The Cry of the Trees. That's it. No kidding, yep. <laughs> wow, okay, because I thought go. there were no commonalities with uh, like the forest folk um between the cartoon and those movies but yeah apparently there's at least at least one there you go that's uh that's pretty neat Mm. so uh yeah so just to go to the other two episodes real quick the the next one was called rampage of the flogs which has the giant things uh and basically this this family of flogs walking through you know some some big old uh field and something or another distracts their little baby uh, and the baby just kind of wanders off and it becomes this big thing where the flogs, where, where Morag takes advantage of the situation and she like plants some shit around there that smell like Ewoks to get the flogs to be pissed to thinking that the Ewoks stole their baby and the flogs start demolishing the Ewoks village. And, uh, in reality, Wicket and, uh, and the others are just taking care of the baby and trying to figure out what the hell to do with it. Uh, and, uh, and the, I think the, the Dulocs actually get it first and then the Ewoks take it from the Dulocs and all this other stuff. There's a very memorable scene where they're making porridge for this baby. And I remember I said to Steph last night, I said, I, I know there's an episode coming up that involves giants and a baby eating porridge. And that's all I remember. <laughs> Wait, the sure. porridge eats babies? No, no. The <laughs> baby eats the porridge it's not a baby eating porridge it oh. is a baby comma oh eating porridge that's why punctuation is your friend i know it's hard to tell on a podcast I, so i forget to pronounce the commas sometimes. yeah you know i have a question <laughs> uh about the dulocs are they are they way into ramstein um no those are the duhosts oh and, yeah and it's hard Duhast, you know sometimes the there's so many creatures there's so many goddamn creatures <laughs> I, I don't know it's, it's hard to keep them yeah it is tough uh but yeah so there's the there's the this porridge and the baby he goes and they're like what and he's like it's it, it wants it wants the porridge and the oh, baby just goes the running baby. at it and and they make this porridge by pouring huge bags of of something labeled <laughs> three x's into a pot and they just like boil it up and feed it to it, and uh, and this and the baby loves it. He's, mm. He calls it. He calls it Desu, and uh, he loves it. Uh, and then the the last episode on the tape is one that I unfortunately did not get a chance to rewatch because it's episode nine randomly, not episode four, uh, and it's called Sunstar versus Shadowstone. And to 
summarize uh, from Wikipedia, it just says Morag captures Tebow and his friends as ransom for the Sunstar. Morag utilizes the full power of the combined Sunstar and Shadowstone, but Master Lowgrade destroys her for good. And there is a scene where Morag actually uses this power to transform herself into like a beautiful lady, kind of like um, kind of like uh, when you die in Banjo Kazooie in Gruntilda, like turns into sporty or posh spice for like one mm-hmm. second. Mm-hmm. Like it's the same energy. She becomes super hot. She becomes like super. She goes from hot. super not hot to super hot. It's totally super hot and sixty-four graphic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like no, no, no joke. Uh, so, so very similar energy there. Um, oh yeah, that's right. Morag has lava armor. Oh my god, I have to go back and rewatch this episode. Yeah, she like turns into stone, and I remember um, her mouth is so creepy. It looks like an octorock. And it's just like this big distended mouth of, of stone. And it kind of like, she's like in the process of saying something as she's like turning to stone. And then she just eventually crumbles and like, oh man. Yeah. Th- this show had some imagery. It, it really did. Um, oh, I'm looking at uh super hot Morag. She just looks like a furry. I mean, it but had to she- come from somewhere. Yeah, no, I'm I mean, not, she I'm not she saying looks... I'm not saying furries came from episode nine of the Ewoks cartoon, but I'm but, not. Uh, they say uh, they did not not come from episode nine of the Ewoks cartoon because <laughs> she's all right. She's like a she's like a hot raccoon. Like, <clears throat> yeah, something. Know, if, if if yeah, I mean, you know, if you're into that. Um, so that no no uh, king shaming. It's fine if you're into more. Yeah, no, it's yeah, hot. I mean, like uh, raccoon lady. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. I mean, I I, I think I, I kind of totally am. Uh, so that is what I got to say about the Ewok show. Um, if any of you guys have had any experience with it, please feel free to let me know. But I'm sure most of you haven't because it's an underrated show that I feel like only I liked. And I could be wrong in that, but I could be right. You never. What know. about you, Mancebo? No, I don't really have any any background on on any of that. I mean, um, my my. Uh... My experience with a lot of Star Star Wars stuff is just, uh, um, I I I I guess on the on the mainstream tip, you know what I mean? Whatever they 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 fed us. Cause um, when did when did that series come out? Nineteen eighty five. Nineteen eighty five. Yeah, that took that totally missed me. I'm pretty sure I've seen clips of it before, but nah, that um, I I really didn't. I've never seen an episode before. I can't even I can't even yeah. claim that. It, it didn't it, i don't think it really got too you know too much traction with uh with a lot of people uh, the fact that they re-released the that vhs tape in the in 96 at all is the only reason i i'd ever seen it and i mean no one yeah, talks about it they had like really cool clamshell cases too it was like awesome they were white yeah. clamshell cases it was like one, a, yeah like one droids game. and one ewok and they cut four episodes of each into like what felt like a support was supposed to feel like a movie little movie yeah what about you joe do you love the ewok show and i just don't know about it <laughs> i have never watched an episode so yes because because, because i'm not a star wars guy so right and that's I would totally okay. obviously blow that off so whatever so 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 what i'm hearing is that as far as these these four individuals or these three other than me uh this is a show that only i liked no i mean i i, I definitely remember it um but I don't think I saw too many episodes of this when it was on. Yeah. Um, I did think that they were cute and I certainly liked the Ewoks overall. I mean, you know, I know it's kind of popular to not like return of the Jedi for various reasons, but it's always my, always been my favorite star Wars movie. 
it's always going to be my favorite Star Wars movie. Um, Not because of the Ewoks, but I did. I do like the Ewoks. I don't have anything against them. Right. Um, But I mean, I, um, I have a, like a very distinct memory of bringing those two VHS tapes home because I was working at Kmart at the time. And I remember when they were coming out, it was like a big deal because that was kind of like when they were, I think around the time that the special editions first came out. So like first they put out the last versions of the undoctored footage on VHS. They were like, I don't remember what they even called them. I have them. I still have the VHS tapes. It's the last time that Lucasfilm actually put out those original untouched versions uh, of the movies, which are obviously, you know, they should never have fucked with them. Right. For yeah, sure. They're, 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 the, they're the versions. They should just be the only versions, but whatever. Um, and then he put out the special editions. And then, so this was kind of like in that same time period, like same couple of years where they were putting out all these different things. And I was working at Kmart for the whole time. Um, and I was like, oh, this is really fun. There's two. I'll buy them both. And like, you are so much younger. So I'm like, the Ewoks will appeal more to you. The droids will be mine. The Ewoks will be yours. And so, yeah, I mean, I think I watched the Ewoks with you once. I think you watched the droids with me once. And then you watched the Ewoks over and over. And I watched the droids maybe one more time or two more times or something. But um, both of those shows, I didn't really see a lot of. I would like to go through them on Disney Plus. I think it's really, really cool that they're there. I have noticed that they're there for a while. And for this podcast, I did watch one episode um nice um i can't quite remember the name of the monster but it was basically this monster that uh was had been turned previously by low gray into a tree i think it was called the rach or something okay and it had been turned into a tree and uh there was like just a hat sitting on it it was like a tree with a hat on it. <laughs> and so wicked's like oh look at that cool hat up there i i'm totally gonna snag that hat it's really super sweet and he climbs up there and he gets the hat and then like it turns back into a monster and uh, it's like, give me my hat. And he's like, here, take the hat. I don't even want the hat. And I then want it the takes the hat that rips it apart. And you're like, oh, shit. He's just mad for the he, sake he, of mad. He was, he was he didn't want to be a tree. He <laughs> wants to be a guy. And uh, yeah. So anyway, it was uh, it was it was fun, though. It's fun. Fun. episode. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I definitely would like to kind of go through the show little by little. I I like it enough, and I think the plots have been pretty solid. So I, I'm definitely curious to see what else they do with uh, with the rest of those 24 other, or no, 22 other episodes, 24 total. Kind of uh, interesting. I, I don't know what the deal is, but something to watch for definitely is uh, I'm seeing two distinct character designs for almost all the Ewoks. Uh, the most obvious is... Um, Wicket goes from wearing brown to wearing green. He wears a green huh. hood later. So if you just look up Ewok cartoon Wicket, you'll see like some pictures of him wearing a green hood. And all the characters actually have pretty different looks and different colors and stuff. They look so I don't know if it was a different studio that did half the episodes or some of the episodes or what the deal is, but uh, it's kind of interesting. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the deal is, but there are definitely two. Huh. Two, the two and even the drawings look differences different. Oh yeah, Latara they're not the different. same studio for sure. I, I definitely prefer like the brown hood mm-hmm. to the green hood, but um, yeah, interesting. 
Yeah, true that. True that. All right. Um, awesome. Let's uh, let's let's roll things right on over to our 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 fabulous guest Santino. Uh, let's hear from you about the cartoon you chose. Okay. Uh, appreciate it. Appreciate it for giving me the stage. Um, so I kind of had a bit of a a hard time um figuring out what I was gonna gonna do. So so uh, I probably should ask this before we got on. Um, I have two picked out. Um, one that I know really nothing about, <laughs> and then another one um, that I I know a little bit more about. So so um, I'll leave it up to y'all. Uh, you want something that I know a little bit more about? I I want I want both of them. I want you to give an honorable mention to the one that you don't know too much about, and then and okay. then hit us with the second one yeah. that you can talk a little up. bit more about. Yeah. Dude. Okay. All right. All right. So. So the first one, the first one is uh, King Arthur's and the Knights of Justice. That's the that's the that's the honorable mention. Okay. okay. Um, I don't know if any of y'all remember that. It used to come on UPN. Um, mm -hmm. I think it was yep. uh, every every Sunday. Um, um, it was kind of really cut and dry um, from what I remember from it. Uh, uh, it only had two seasons. Um Second season was the dopest one for me because that's when like the samurais and stuff like that came in and they were fighting them. So that had a really cool story arc. Um, I don't remember it being a too bad of a show, like as far as like storyline and everything like that. It was very cool. Um, pretty much the the, the storyline for that. Um, uh, uh, King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table. They get they get uh they get captured by um, um I guess a a uh. A team called called Viper. It was kind of like kind of like Cobra almost. Right. Yeah. Basically. Medieval, yeah, yeah, medieval yeah. Cobra, <laughs> if you will, because because um homie Viper, the uh the the um the the main bad guy or whatever that they would always fight. He had a real he had a real Cobra. Like I don't even know if the homie that that played Cobra Commander voiced him or, or not. But but I I really can't. It's very very uh I can't really remember too much too much about it. But uh but basically Merlin um. Uh, finds uh, replacements for King Arthur um, and and the Knights of the Round Table through through somewhere in the future through a team called called the Knights and um, uh, uh, he recruits a guy called instead of King Arthur it's Arthur King you know what I mean play on words and everything like that um, Merlin's like I can't believe I found this fucking guy but I'm gonna yeah. go for it yeah you know what I mean it was a football team it was a whole football team well you know what I mean good uh. Good going on um on, on Merlin for that one. That was a that was a clutch move. But um <laughs> um yeah yeah um not not um uh, I realized I didn't really know too much on that one, so I, I picked another one out. So the the other one that I picked out now, mind you, let me give let me let me give a little backstory. Um, I, as I was telling you guys um earlier, um I didn't get I didn't get cable until uh ninety five, nineteen ninety five. Okay. Um. Um. So a lot of my, uh, I either had to watch what was, what was on regular TV, and whatever my friends were watching in their in their household because um, um or their apartments I should say because I lived in an apartment building at the time, um, um, so when I finally got cable ninety five I went, I I went uh I went knee deep in everything anything i can get my hands on so um so i don't know if you guys remember but i think it was every sunday 
um, USA had had a had a block of like action cartoons. They called it like some like they called it like the extreme something. I don't I, I don't I don't know. It was just a block of action cartoons. They okay. had they had Savage Dragon. They had. They had a, a very very shitty Street Fighter commercial. I mean, not commercial. Street yeah, Fighter. super shitty, super shitty. Um, and wasn't there a Darkstalkers one too? There was a Darkstalkers one, but yeah. I think I think I think that I I didn't I didn't get to see that one because I don't know if it was because I was in Texas at the time when 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 um when when I was watching these shows. Oh, you were better um, off. You were better off. <laughs> uh, no, no, I no, I trust me. I I I trailed back when I heard about it, and man, oh. How do you watch that? But um, <laughs> but <suck>. um, <laughs> yeah, man. Um, but um, but yeah. But I think the same people that made the Darkstalker show made made the GI Joe show. I mean, not the GI Joe show. My bad. The um, the Street Fighter show. The reason why I said GI Joe is because it it was very very GI Joe ish. You know what I mean? Because they were like they had like an intro, and Guile Guile was actually like the main character of the of the of the show, and he had this like big big um thing in the beginning he was like code name street fighter like you know what yeah. i mean like yeah yeah like, <laughs> bro you're losing me with it you know what i mean um right it's like re- it's like we use the main character they're like no we need like the most american ass dude to be the main character because yeah there's yeah. the american street fighter show you're like oh yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. Oh. okay so so there was another show that was on there and this is the, this is my actually my pick it was called mortal Kombat defenders of the realm Much has changed since the last Mortal Kombat tournament. Dark forces of Outworld have begun invading the Earth realm. These attacks are seriously weakening Earth's dimensional fabric, enabling not only Outworlders to enter the Earth realm, but warriors from other domains as well. Only the most extraordinary warriors could possibly meet this challenge. Liu Kang, Princess Kitana, Sub-Zero, Jax, Sonya Blade, Nightwolf, Kiva, Curtis Stryker. Driven by purpose and bound by honor, these are the defenders of the realm. Okay, um, we've I'm talked gonna... about this show. That's right. You've told we, me. Yeah, we had like a very, a very right. brief. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Mortal Kombat Defenders of the Realm. Um, yeah. I'm not gonna sit here and say it was the greatest show, but I feel like I was the only one that was watching it at the time because now, even now as an adult, I bring it up and some and some people. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure you guys remember it. You know what I mean? Because you guys are cut from a different cloth. But some a lot of people they just didn't. It totally missed their radar. Um, I think it was because of the network and because you know um, number two. Um, it was just so short lived. I think it was like one season. It was kind of like it was kind of like how animes are, like one shot animes, like just thirteen episodes mm-hmm. and, and done. But like I don't. That's think, all you get. I don't think it was revered like that. Like as as an anim- as a thirteen episode anime probably would be. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. It got but, thirteen episodes, and they were like, "Yeah." So is nobody watching it? Is it just Sandman? It? Yeah, it's just yeah. Sandman. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think. Um, I think because lack of blood bloodshed you know what i mean it really didn't it really didn't right. take off because it's a mortal kombat show so yeah they know. made a kid mortal kombat show that had yes. to be nerfed in all the ways yes and yes it's like okay so it's it's nothing like mortal kombat it's at nothing all. Like, like, if this came out when adult swim was a thing then we would be talking yeah, then we would be talking yes yes of course um 
but um yeah no bloodshed it was very uh very very kid friendly um um it was almost gi joe-ish but like and 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 i kind of gave it i kind of gave it a little bit of uh um uh discredit for that but like playing the games because i played all i played all the mortal Kombat games playing the games i'm like you know what because like they used to, they, they, they would like fly around in planes and stuff like that like jets you know what i mean because you know they had vehicles to, to to go along with the stuff but like thinking about the game and the lore of the game and like you know sonya blade and the military and everything like that and then being in cahoots and stuff like that and the tech and the mist the, the the mystical side and the mythical side of of, of it all it kind of it kind of it kind of makes sense just looking looking back at it now you know what i mean more more more, more sense than it did back then hmm. um but um that was just something that i just thought about that i just thought about recently because i watched a few episodes now um um, cool little facts about that um, that I didn't learn until much later on because I back back then when I was a kid I didn't care who who the voice actor was you know what mm-hmm. I mean I was just mm-hmm. I, I, whatever you can give me I'll take it you know what I mean um, <laughs> um, so Clancy Brown played uh, was the voice of Raiden hell um, yeah um, hell you yeah. know it's awesome revered revered voice act actor yes. um, 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 live action actor too you know what I mean you've seen yeah. it in many in many things yeah. um, Luke Perry. Luke Perry, Mr. Mr. Luke Perry, uh, rest in peace. Um, Mr. 90210. Um, he played uh Sub Zero. Really? Oh, I had yeah. no idea. He That's was crazy. He, he was the coolest, no pun intended, Sub Zero that you ever see because he had a real laid back voice. Like he like it was Luke Perry, so he was like, he was he was very zen about him. Like I don't know <laughs> if the Lin Kuei will you know what I mean like, like approve of this. Like you know what I mean like that that yeah that he, he, he had so a raspy kind of <laughs> yes yes definitely. chill voice. Definitely. And then Ron Perlman played William Stryker. Nice. I don't know if anybody remembers Stryker, but he was yep. a cop in, in, in Mortal Kombat. Stryker. He's a cop. Yep. yep. <laughs> right. He was a cool. He was a cool cop. He was, I, I thought he, I th- he's an awesome character, but I, but I, I loved him in the show because he was very uh, he was very snarky and like, you know, kind of like like the like a like a badass. You know what I mean? And also uh, me, me, uh, another mention again, uh, Cree Summer. Um, she played uh, she played Katana. I think yeah, Chris man. Summer may She's be in all in of everything. the shows we picked. Yes, probably. She is definitely in mine. <laughs> <laughs> she's been everywhere. She's been. She's been. Uh, man, uh, like if you don't if you don't give props to to, to Chris Summer, you're bugging. <laughs> um, Chris Summer just had an awesome, like an absolutely awesome, so so amazing, uh, live action in episode. in what we do in the shadows. What we do in the shadows. That's fucking this season, awesome. Like, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, oh that my was God, so it's, good. It's motherfucking Kree Summer. I know. Okay. I was like, I'm like, oh my God, I've never seen her not be a voice actor. Like yeah. <laughs> it's, it's her face. Holy shit. I mean, I knew what she looked like, but I, I, you never see her in stuff. Like, you know, I've, I've seen pictures of her, but yeah, I've never seen her in live action. Completely surreal to hear Kree Summer's voice yep. coming out of Kree Summer's face. I'm like, yeah, I, I have <laughs> never seen you talk. I've just heard your voice in a million right. shows and games and shit. See, yeah. but funny, funny. Oh, my bad. Go ahead. Because I was always like the opposite of what you said, Santino. Like I was like always paying attention to the voice actors. I don't know that I would I would hear the same person and I would kind of key in on it and then recognize it somewhere else. And then I ended up learning a lot of people's names that way just just because I I like the voice actors or whatever. So I I it's cool that you like then got to appreciate. Like the Clancy Browns and the Ron Perlmans and the Chris Summers. And- yeah, because I've heard these voices all, 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 all the time. 
and yeah. like and like and and I, I I would I would recognize their voices on other characters and stuff like that. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So like so I've always I've always been familiar with their voices, just didn't have the face or the or the name. We didn't have Google. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we yeah. didn't have Google. You know what I mean? Um, um, uh, I um, I wanted to bring up the the uh, the animation of the show, like the art style. I think, and I and this is just a, this is just a thought of mine. I don't even know if this has any any truth to it or not. But it was around the time of like you know Batman the animated series and Superman the animated series and the whole Bruce Tim mm -hmm. run and everything like that. Yeah. So I think they were trying to capture that type of art style because like the the show wasn't bright like it wasn't bright colors like I feel like they tried to use like the back black um the back yeah like the black background like that that Bruce Tim would use um yep. for, for his art style and everything like that um but um I it it didn't I don't think it didn't gravitate it didn't gravitate towards towards any towards anything I don't even remember I don't even remember if there was a toy line that they were trying to pitch for it or not uh if if they if they did it totally it totally missed my radar it totally missed my yeah radar. i don't i don't remember figures for this um you know i i it's funny i just i'm kind of looking around google images as you're talking and uh there <laughs> there is a shot that i found of sub-zero and he's facing off with smoke but smoke is um favorite episode favorite episode Oh, okay, so Smoke's one of the robots. It's because I don't know. In like three, I think they made him one of the robots. Yeah, and this was around the time that three was out. So I think I think yeah. that you know what I mean because 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 you notice Sub Zero, he has the it's um it's um not the original Sub Zero, but right Sub Zero I, Two or whatever. Yeah, Sub Zero Two, yeah. the one with the scar. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. red slash over his eye and no no ninja mask. Yeah. So anyway, in this picture, they're both like in perfect profile, and holy crap. You can absolutely see that they were trying to go for that Bruce Tim look. If yeah, because it's very boxy. It's very boxy, squarey, squarey looking. Yeah, and he's got like the lower lip that just kind of pouts out. It's like <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, yes. They give <laughs> they give him really strong jaws. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right, right. The like, jaws, like, everything. Totally exact. Yeah. 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 So, so uh, yeah, I, I, I could be wrong about that, but I could be right about that too. No, I think um, you're right about that. I think I don't think that these guys, this studio, was as talented. Uh, yeah, this was yeah. kind of like the, you know, the lowbrow version of the Bruce, because I mean, nothing was holding a, a candle to the Bruce Tim verse, oh, except for like no. gargoyles, in my opinion. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Right, right. yeah, right. So, so yeah. I, I agree 100%, 100%. Yeah, but so um, this was uh, like, they were, they were clearly trying their best, but yeah. As um, far as, cool. as far as the toy line goes, there is no toy line for the show. No. Oh, that's man. that's odd to me because like it was it was i mean i guess i don't know that's just so odd to me that it, they didn't have a toy line yeah you think that they would have definitely tried to capitalize on those yeah. because like that's what everything was everything was trying to make a toy line right and like you already had the popularity of the games so the show on top of it it's like it seems like a no-brainer but i i don't know <laughs> midway like midway must have been like actually we're, we're gonna just cut our losses here <laughs> yeah, uh, right. people aren't watching this <laughs> we're not gonna sink some toy money into this you know but, uh, check you later <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> who's super not hot in this show oh my god shiva i mean uh, i mean yeah yeah because yeah, uh, she's, she's secretly hot like like whatever right does she even have pupils? Like, did they even give her pupils in that? No, show? they made her super ugly. She's got she looks like, like a she looks like the green goblin with yeah, yeah. She's got oh, yeah, red yeah, eyes, yeah, solid yeah. red eyes. 
and uh, even her boobs are ill-defined. It doesn't even really look what they're like, not even good. They're not even that good. <laughs> it's like part of the whole thing. It's like, you know, because Shiva's like one of those hot monsters, you know, like we, you know, hey, everybody's got you like know, some a, people I mean, are into Morag many, as a furry. Hey, some people are into Shiva, right? I like, mean, how many girls were in Snoozman as the beast yeah, death by Snoozman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, Ron Perlman as the beast in the 80s was like it was, it was socially acceptable to say you were a furry and into Ron Perlman is the beast. And like that was fine. OK, yeah. So like Shiva's just, you know, she's just one of those like she's 40 percent boobs. I mean, like, come on, like whatever. But in this show, super not hot. No, no, super not hot. Totally undateable. Very so, scary. So. One thing that always confused me about Mortal Kombat, especially first playing, because mind you, like I said, I was a kid, so I didn't I didn't care what it was. If you give it to me and it's fun and it's cool, mm-hmm. I'm a rock with it. Um, so first time I played Mortal Kombat, I thought it was like I thought I honestly thought some Japanese people made it. Right. You know what I mean? I like kung fu kind of stuff, like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? And... So like so like all the adaptions of like Raiden have always been like American and like they, they've always like meshed like the like the American and the Asian stuff and like it kind of confused me as a kid like I like I, I get it more now but back then because like because like okay so we had we had in the movie we had um the first movie was uh Christopher Lambert correct mm-hmm. am I pronouncing yeah. that is it Lambert or Lambert <laughs> Well, I mean, he's French, so he probably pronounces it Lambert. But yeah, we, I feel I, like we joke around and say, "Oh, it's Christophe Lambert." Well, that's like, how, that's, he probably really is. That's how he no, says that's it. that's definitely how he says it. He is Christophe Lambert, but the American version of it is definitely Christopher Lambert. You know, whatever. I doubt he's gonna. You know, if you're talking about him, I doubt he's gonna <laughs> correct you at this point. I'll be just grateful. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, thank you, sir. Actually, it's uh, Christoph Lambert. <laughs> this is my French person yeah. voice. <laughs> my fighters. My fighters. Before the yeah, that's it. That's it. It's way more yeah. like me. My fighters. Can't attack my fighters before the tournament. <laughs> so, so, so um, what I was getting at is like, um, um, even as, as a kid, like um, then Clancy Brown as Raiden, I'm mm-hmm. like, is he supposed to be Asian? Like, cause he looks yeah. like he he's in the whole like, you know what I mean? Like his whole right. getup. Right. He's got the freaking hat, like the, the, the freaking yeah. like like he you know kind of Japanese style hat. You know Chinese. what I mean? Like he has like the flowy the flowy like little like like thing at the like like um like uh on his waist or whatever like the little flowy like yeah. cape looking thing that goes down to his legs and everything. So like it always used to confuse me, but but you know I don't even know why I brought that up, but it's just something that. That always kind of bugged me, like, yo, what, what are y'all, what are y'all trying to do here? You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Like, make this dude Chinese. Like, like, what is this shit? Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Like, why, why is he just this like American ass dude? Why, why is Mr. Krabs' voice in this fucking guy? Yeah, they, they, they definitely <laughs> did. They definitely, they definitely did the, uh, the surf and turf on, on that one. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, love that show. Um, um, that episode that, um, that we were just talking about earlier, uh, the one with smoke. Love that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was pretty. That episode I remember being pretty, almost pretty true to the, to the um, to like the lore, because um, have any of y'all seen the um the latest uh Mortal Kombat um animated um? Oh, uh, is that the the Scorpion one? No, no, not not that, that one. They, 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 there's a follow up to that one. It's um, I, I I forget I forget what I forget what it's called, but um, but they they in, they intro that that whole backstory of you know Sub Zero and Smoke and then like the Lin Kuei 
making making deals with like the um 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 to 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 switch it to um, their their clan to the tech. So you know they have um they have sector and um and Cyrax come out and everything like that and they 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 give that whole backstory you know um um that um I highly recommend those those animated flicks because they're pretty they're pretty dope they're they're they're, they're super they're super dope I don't I don't know if you guys like the the animation style or anything like that but as far as the story, I haven't the is that um. I didn't even know these yeah, existed. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, dude. I I didn't know these existed. I was looking up stuff for the cartoon. Oh, there's and two. I kept I kept seeing like stills from this, and I'm like, what is this this so, other Mortal Kombat cartoon that looks like actually legit? Right. The Scorpion one off the break. Oh man. Yeah, is that Mortal Kombat <laughs> Legends. Really? Yeah, yeah, Mortal, Kombat yeah Mortal Kombat Legends. Legends. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very it's very bloody. Oh man, man, very, I, very gory. I haven't seen the other one yet though. So oh, Scorpion, so Mortal Kombat Legends one and two, Scorpion's Revenge is the first one, and then Battle of the Realms. The Realms. Battle of the yeah. Realms. Is the second. Uh, yeah. Santino, do you own these, or did you like stream them on something, or where'd you watch them? Um, I no, I actually own these. I actually own these. Nice. Um, okay, um, I got to. I, I would check like to see these. I, yeah, these I, look cool. I think they're streaming. Yeah, they're really um, good. Try, try, uh, try HBO Max, maybe. I, I think I, uh, I, Amazon, Amazon Prime has it too. Oh. Okay. Okay. I believe I, I could be wrong. Yeah, it looks like HBO Max. Looks like uh, Netflix. Uh, once upon a time. Oh no, it looks like Netflix. Oh, it's not available in my country. God damn it! I gotta need to go get a VPN. Uh, all right. VPN. I should have had more info on, on where on where to stream. This now. episode is not sponsored by NordVPN. Uh, <laughs> but I will. Uh, I will definitely have to check these out. These look. All right. What were you trying really to say, good. Tino? Um, I kind of lost, lost, lost thought. I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry about that. But definitely, definitely check to, check those flicks out. Um, yeah. Um, but um, I I um, I as far as the cartoon is concerned, um, the series, I just didn't. I still bring it up. People don't know what I'm talking about. Um, and back then, back then, people didn't really like gravitate towards it. Um, as far as any any of my peers, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. so I've always kind of felt alone, and I I've always been a fanboy of of Street Fighter and and Mortal Kombat because those were probably two of like the first arcade games, well arcade fighting games that I that I ever played. And they were right next to each other. Like my father had a my father was coaching a football team at the time in our neighborhood and they, they bought out of space and they had um they had uh, enough money to buy um a couple of different arcade games and two of the games that they had was Street Fighter, uh Street Fighter Two and um, Mortal Kombat One, and I played I, the first time. I, I I literally played Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat for the first time back to back. I tried I tried Street Fighter first, and then I tried I tried Mortal Kombat, and I fell in love with with them both, and I've been a fan ever since. Nice, hell yeah, nice, hell yeah, oh, that's nice. awesome. I mean, oh man, like especially when I was younger, teenager, teenage years. I mean, I was it was all about Mortal Kombat. It was it was so incredibly popular when like you know the arcades were still coming out. I mean, I remember the amount of hype for Mortal Kombat 2 when I first yeah. saw that for the first time. It was just like... Those commercials were awesome. Oh Those my ads God. that they had for them. Oh, with, the, yeah. with the lightning in the background, with the cloud and the and the, the Mortal Kombat symbol. You know what I mean? The, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. Really, love just, it. just so fun. The, the graphics were like we had never seen anything like that. Those digitized no. graphics. And, no, I didn't even besides, know how uh, did it. P- Besides uh, Pit Fighter. Pit fire. Oh, oh true. God. Oh my gosh. That Man. game's trash though. That game yeah. is definitely Basura. <laughs> basura. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. yeah, I remember Pit Fighter. I remember Pit Fighter. 
Yeah, Mortal Kombat's better than Pit Fighter. That of is. course. Oh, <laughs> that oh, is yeah. true. But yeah, got... good good point. I, I forgot about Pit Fighter. Everybody should forget about Pit Fighter. Right. Yes. Continue, continue to forget about it. Continue. To I will now try and forget about it. They should like they they should like make like a like a like a B a B type movie about about Pit Fighter. I'd watch it. Yeah. On some like shark, on some like shark, Sharknado energy. I'd watch it. <laughs> right, Sharknado. Like, let, let's get Sci-Fi <laughs> Channel. Up, uh, let's get the Asylum. You know, movies. You know, get the rights to Pit Fighter. I'm sure they're free. It's just that nobody's <laughs> looking for. You them, would be so. surprised. <laughs> we get like oh we get like God. we get like John Cena, but and they're like uh, like like Batista and stuff like that. The, you know what I mean? The Rock. Get all the just get all the big bulky bulky guys. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> but oh, um, dude. But, you know, I think that Mortal Kombat, like, to this day, I think has one of the best, like, rosters of all their characters. They're so interesting. And uh, I I really loved, um, I th- like, the last, I think, main Mortal Kombat game I played was, uh, it was, I think, nine. It was the one nine. they just called Mortal Kombat. Yeah, 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 that's when they re- that's when they like redid everything. Yeah, they, so that was that that had such a fucking great story mode. Like the story oh, was so goddamn good. I was immersed and, in that. Yeah, I loved it. I loved how they reintroduced all the characters and uh, and used everybody, and it's just such a fun freaking cast. I really would love to see a show if they did like a live action show. So I, I think a show is better than a movie because the movie is always going to try to cram in too much. Right. Yeah. You, yeah. Get, to, you get time to flesh out. A, I, I say this all the time about, about, about certain series and um, um, movies. Like um, you get more time to flesh out the characters. You know what I mean? You get more yeah. time to spend with the characters. You know what I mean? Right. Um, it's, it's, it's like, you know, uh, you guys know, I watch a lot of anime and, and, and a lot, a lot of animes, they can definitely be long winded. And the reason being is because, you know, they got so many characters and they have so much thing, so many things to flesh out. And that's one of the things I love about, about anime personally. Um, you know, cause, cause I love picking out the characters, you know, you know, picking out your favorite characters, you know what I mean? Like the ones that resonate with you and everything like that. Like that's all part of the fun of like watching these shows sometimes, you know? What I right. Mean? Like when, when you got an anime that goes, you know, as many as many episodes as some of them do, it feels like every character gets at least, you know, some amount of development, some, some, some story of arc. arc. Right. Yeah. They get they get something. No, no one's just relegated to the sidelines for any, you know, for anything. If the, right. if the show's got some some depth to it. Right. That, yeah. you know, I think even even like the X-Men, that's, it, you know, they're better in that sort of a way. So it doesn't have to be the Wolverine show mm-hmm. every time. Ironically, awesome point. Awesome point. Uh, you know, I could have picked this today because I do feel that like nobody gives a shit about this show but me. But I know it's not I know that's not really true. I know it has its fans, but that show Wolverine and the X-Men, ironically, despite being having Wolverine in the name and having him be the leader of the X-Men like the team leader instead of Cyclops, which is ridiculous. It's like, Oh God, give me a break. They're cramming them down our throats. Uh, yeah. Except if you watch the show, that was the, the only goddamn like X-Men show to actually give the like ancillary side characters, whole fucking episodes, whole fucking episodes, yeah. whole yeah, like storylines, yeah. like Nightcrawler had like three episodes to himself. So he had, he had, he had a really, really dope part in that, in that whole, yeah. that whole, that whole thing. Yeah. There, there were whole freaking characters that got to have their own episodes. So even though it was called Wolverine and the X-Men, he Wolverine he wasn't, wasn't the main focus. In he was not the main focus. 
Yeah. And he and he didn't even want to be the main focus in the right. in, in the show. He was like, man, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't lead this team. Like <laughs> he didn't want it. Yeah. No, right. Don't make it about me. And then there yeah. were the, the all the episodes. I think there was at least three where it was in the future, and it was with Professor X and Bishop and Marrow and you know that and, whole team. Yes. And that was like its own. That that show was freaking great. I love. Yeah, I love that show. I I I always say that's that's one of the best. Um, no discredit to Evolution or anything like that, but but it that was probably the best X Men show since the animated the the original animated series. And I say it's my favorite overall for X Men. Yeah, yeah, it was so good. It was so good. Um, and they left on such a cliffhanger. I'm 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 even sad. I'm even. Being like sad right now in the press talking about it. Yeah, me too. That that freaking Age of Apocalypse. <laughs> Age of Apocalypse. How are you gonna end day. that? How are you gonna <laughs> end it like that? Still to this right. day, it like pisses uh, me off. Like uh, I'm so mad. Right. Sorry. Sorry. Bye. It's yeah, cool yeah, that exactly. they're picking up where the uh 97 show left off, but really that's what I wanted. I wanted them to say, okay, we're gonna we're gonna pick up season pick two up of Wolverine and the X Men and give you the X-Men. Right. 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 coming. Yeah, yeah, picking up where uh, it left off, right? That's what I wanted. That's okay, but um, <sighs> but, I, but I think I, I think I'm good on on my end with uh, well, cool with my story awesome, and my talking. So, nice, awesome, dude. That was that was a that was a, a hell of a pick, and uh, yeah, I'm glad you got to I'm glad you got to do both there, and that's fun because we got to you know we talked about the Mortal Kombat show way you know bunch bunch of episodes ago briefly, and uh, you know I think the, the overall flavor was not people loving it, so I'm really happy to hear that you are. So a it's fan perfect of it. for this episode. Yes, yeah, party yes, was. Thank oh yeah, you. party Thank one, you. party one. I, and, I, uh, kinda, I kinda had anxiety about it. No, oh, no, don't, don't have, don't, don't, no, no, yeah. don't have anxiety don't, for don't have anxiety. No, 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 no I'm, just, I'm just playing. I was, I was, I wasn't too hard on myself, but, but I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't do these things a lot. So you know what I mean? Like I want to be, I want to be on my, my best behavior, and, and you know what I mean? I want to be professional about it. You know what I mean? But you guys make it easy to, to, to talk and everything like that. So I appreciate the vibes. Oh, awesome. You know what, you know what you gotta do. You got to keep telling yourself, it's combat time. It's combat time. It's combat time. Get yourself psyched up. <laughs> and then, and then you'll I feel got fine. You. I Get got fucking you. pumped. No. You got to spell combat with a K, just yes. like company, which also is spelled with a K. Right. You got to pronounce right? it with a K. Oh, I thought no, it was pronounce it with a K. Dope sick. Isn't, Dope it, sick. isn't it clothing with a K? No, it's clothing company. Oh, clothing. Oh, so it is. Yeah, company. yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. But company with the K. Company oh, yeah. with the K, so combat with yeah. the K. <laughs> this totally exists in the world of Mortal Kombat, then. Yeah, for hey. sure. <laughs> Fuck yeah, it does. There you go. Damn right. It all comes together. Awesome, guys. So that was uh, that was a hell of a first half. I am pumped about how this episode is going. I hope you guys are having fun listening to it out there. Yeah. Uh, it's just about time that we go on a short break. But before we do, I think I have a little something for all of y'all to ponder. Octoponder. Oh that is a Joe Buckle Up. I know you weren't ready, but be oh ready. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm oh, my so... God. It's combat time. It's combat time. Uh, it's combat oh my God, time. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh my god, you guys, it's called my time. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, oh my god. Uh, so uh, I posted this question on Facebook today, and we had a bunch of answers, and I will read them after we give our responses post-break. But this week, the Octoponder this question is, if you could live in one cartoon world, what would it be and why? So we are going to go on a short little break, give you a chance to think about that, and uh, and we will come back with our answers and everyone else's, so stay tuned. Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. 
Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. Shark Bites, Shark Bites Podcast. It's the greatest show in history. From the Dorkening Network, hosted by a nerd who's named Patsy. From movie reviews to tips on surviving the coronavirus, Shark Bites has it all. Follow us on Facebook and suggest topics at sharkbitespod at gmail.com. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hey! Are you ready to do some bacon? It's about that time where we ask you, the audience, to octo-ponder this. All right, welcome back aboard, everyone. Before we took our short break, we asked, if you could live in one cartoon world, what would it be and why? The why is important. You have to have a why. You don't have to have a why. I don't actually give a shit. But just tell me. Tell me something. Um, so, don't have anxiety uh, over it. Don't have anxiety. It's not fuck, that big a deal. Fuck anxiety. It's combat time. <laughs> it's just, uh, so, uh, yeah. So, I, I, I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick this off. I'm going to go with one that I'm sure everyone saw from a mile away because I'm fucking me. Um, I, I always have since forever wanted to live inside the world of the pokemans because i want to fucking catch pokemon like because i want i want that to be, be okay very you want I, you want to catch I, them all i want to be i don't want to just some catch of some of them i don't want to catch some of them i want to catch, catch all of them catch all of them and I want to be the very best like no one ever was, you know, to catch them is my request to trade them is my cause. I will travel across <laughs> land and search far this. wide. I actually knew all Poke- of this about Pokemon you. to understand the power that's inside Pokemon. Gotta yes. catch them all. Yeah, you know, that whole thing. That all checks. Uh, that, that all checks, checks out. So, uh, yeah. We, we can uh, call you uh, Tim, Tim Ketchum. Tim Ketchum. Yeah, that, that's right. So, you know, I mean, I was originally like, oh, what do we want to do? What do we want to do? What, what's what's going to be my answer? And I'm like, God, you know. I don't think I've ever stopped thinking the idea of catching Pokemon is cool. Like the <laughs> idea that I could just walk out of my house and be like, I'm going to go on my own Pokemon journey. Uh-huh. I'm ass catch him. Ha ha. And just be like, and I'm only seven years old. I'm seven. <laughs> I don't like, need to worry about paying for room and board. I right. can just do whatever. Food grows on trees. Food, yeah. uh-huh. It's free. Ha <laughs> ha. Ha Pikachu. Ha ha. Like, so that whole concept I, uh, I think seems really fun. Uh, I still want to do it. I want to be the very best. I want to go on my own Pokemon League journey. So yeah, fuck it. Um, let's uh, let's mix things up a little bit. Uh, Nintendo, what 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 cartoon are you gonna live in, bro? Oh my god, oh my god, dude! It has to be Transformers because I want that fucking exosuit so goddamn bad. <laughs> oh, I was hoping that you were gonna transform. You would just be I like, gonna, oh, I, gotta what, go to work. I, what, what, what I want to do. What I want to do is I want to beat up Daniel, Fuck take Daniel. his exosuit for myself, and go on my own, my very own adventure and capture Pokemons. And you oh can be Joseph. my exosuit. You and when you, put, when you put when you put the exosuit like, on, like, you're and gonna and be like, like, and I, Daniel and, and, and Joseph, be, and I can be Joseph Tron. 
Joseph Tron. When you put the exosuit on, you're you like, we are, we are the exosuit. Oh my god, you're a cyborg with an exosuit. Oh my god, are you part bionic, part organic? He's a (laughs) cyborg. Call him the Joseph Tron. (laughs) (laughs) Joseph Tron. Oh, that's good. Okay, that's a pretty well thought out answer. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. That, yeah. That checks that out. Good. Uh, uh, Parasite Steve, what you got? I, more than anything, <clears throat> I would love to live in the world of <clears throat> the gummy bears. Oh, my God. Because you want to bounce uh, yeah. here and there. I'm bouncing everywhere. here and there. And look, I, I don't even give a shit about the bouncing shit. Okay, look, they basically live in the coolest time period. It's, you know, plumbing aside, medieval times was <laughs> objectively cool. Chamber pots were dope, especially dude. in the uh, the super scrubbed cartoon version of it. And right. so, like, let's let's just not worry about where you poop. But yeah. there are castles and ogres. And it's a cartoon. You don't have to. poop. So and I would get to live in Gummy Glen, which is objectively the greatest place to ever live. OK, and right. then then you can go and you can use the fucking quick tunnels, which are basically going on the best roller coaster in the entire world, like literally with no lines anytime you want. It's the best. You can go from here oh, and yeah. there. You can go everywhere. You can have like unlimited juice, which also makes you bouncy. It's a little weird, but I think I could do it. It gets you really fucked up. It's gummy, really fucking high. Gummy like berry juice. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's lots of monsters in the world. There's lots of places to explore. Um, it's basically the perfect answer for me. I can't imagine any other place being better than the world of the gummy bears. Hell yeah. Uh, what would your gummy, name be? What would your blood. name be? Uh, Stubby? I don't know. Oh my god. <laughs> Shiny. Does not sound hot at all. No, I wouldn't be hot. I would be... <laughs> well, it depends on your uh, what, what you're into. Again, no kink shaming. No I kink believe shaming. I would be fuzzy. Uh, very Stubby. round. Uh, not that tall. Okay, so I'm just describing myself. <laughs> um, i'm gonna stop there all right all right all right all right pretty sweet pretty solid pretty good uh all right santino where you live in my man um i had i had quite a time thinking about this um you know i mean a lot of action cartoons so so i wanted to be away from you know because with action you know there comes danger and everything like that so i wanted to stray away from the from the action cartoons uh probably the jetsons Ooh, okay. Probably, the probably, future. probably the Jetsons. Um, just because how simplistic everything was. Yeah. Like, I remember, like, I I was uh, watching episodes um, uh, a couple months back, and um, yo, George Jetson didn't appreciate what he what he had enough because he he would come home and complain about his job and how hard his job was and be like, bro, you was just pressing one button the whole day. Like that's not even bad. Put a fucking podcast on and shut up, dude. You know what I mean? And like <laughs> it also made me wonder like what did like what did like Mr. Sp- like what was Mr. Spacely like bitching at him for? Like, you know what I mean? Like he was like really, really on this guy for for yes, uh, like, Yeah, you know what I mean? For, like <laughs> like yo, he's probably the best button pusher you have here. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, how do you push a button poorly? Like what's exactly. what's what's the flaw in his you know what's the fault in his stars here? Exactly, you know? um, and um not only that like you get some cool you get some cool white shoes you know what I mean with the little rings around them the little two rings around them you know what I mean you get like a cool mm-hmm. little jetpack 
that um that flies around and makes oh a little, yeah yeah little, yeah little cool noise yeah yeah, yeah, I got, <laughs> yeah yeah exactly exactly and then the and then the vehicles i i've always appreciated the look of the vehicles because it was very uh um um it reminded me of um remember like those old those old like 60s like concept car shows yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. yes. Weird, weird stuff like that. Like weird concept cars like that. It yep. just reminded me of that. You know what I mean? Like it was very. It was like, uh, of course, it was. It was the. It was the Flintstones, but of the future. You know what I mean? Like, right. Right. You know. Exactly. Um. Um. A question about the about about the Jetsons because I've always I've always equated the honeymooners with the Flintstones. Was the Jetsons a play on anything by any chance? I don't know. Uh, like as far as like sitcoms or anything like that back in the day? I mean, I, I definitely think you're right. And Fred Flintstone was supposed to be um, Jackie Gleason from, yeah. from uh, the Honeymooners. Honeymooners. Yeah, because Barney, Barney was, yeah. Was, 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 you know what I mean? Like, yeah, right, 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 Barney, right. You know, hey, hey. You know, yeah. You're my boy. You know, <laughs> you know so... Uh, <laughs> But um, yeah, yeah, that was always a question that I had. But yeah, yeah, if, if it was, that if it is was a good day, question. I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. That's a really good question. I've never looked to, looked too far into it. That was just a random thought that I just had just now. So, so yeah, that's you... a good that's a good thing to to touch back on. Like if you if you find it or think about it, you should uh you should you know hit us oh. up on the on the Facebook page, post something about that. Yeah, because I never even thought about it to be yeah. honest. Yeah. yeah. So um, um, yeah, it'd be the Jetsons though. That's awesome. That's a that's a great pick, and that's one that I uh, I hadn't considered at all. Like I was thinking about so many different shows and whatnot, and uh, and yeah, that that's that's definitely a pretty dope world to to, to live in. And they got some cool tech, and uh, why the hell not, right? I mean, shit. Exactly. Push a button. That can't be that bad. You know, take a drop of water, and you got a whole meal. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Any any. Oh my god. Like so many shows that have like crazy meal fabrication. I'm like all about that future tech. I'm like, yes, yeah. I want that. I want that. Like want insta. That insta shit so according uh, to what i just uh am looking up now it doesn't seem like the show is based on anything but the character of george jetson was modeled after and uh named after the guy who did the voice for him george o'hanlon okay um i'm not sure like what that guy was famous for mm -hmm. um it says no. uh joe mcdotes there's a show. Um, I don't. I get. Uh, I guess. I guess he was just in stuff. I don't know. He like says an episode of I Love Lucy, The Partridge Family. I'm not really sure. Okay. But um, it this I just happened to come across. It says. Um, oh, oh, did I lose it? Shoot. Um, oh Shoot. no. Where was it? Um, okay. How did they make the Jetsons' car sound? says the Jetsons car fly by effect was created by putting the muzzle of a pop gun into a cider jug and pulling the trigger. Oh, wow. And you did well, it again. I would have never guessed that. <laughs> no, no, no. Just it's just like this like fun chilling sound. Awesome. Uh, all right. So let's uh, let's pay some some dues to our, our retroids who have uh, submitted and committed their time to writing us an answer yeah. on Facebook. Yes. Uh, I'm going to go through and read some of these comics. Some people had some different answers. Some people actually answered the question of the episode itself. So I'm going to just go through all of it. It's all good shit and it's all fun. Yeah. And who the hell cares? I ain't I ain't ruling anybody out. This is all good shit. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, 
first up to bat, we got Josh Nealis. Uh, he actually answers the question of the general episode, Underrated Cartoon. He says, my kid and I have been watching Earthworm Jim. I think that one's pretty underrated, as well as the theme song, actually. could be top-tier good. It's fun and silly and catchy. And uh, I got to agree with him. Uh, I loved that show when it was on. I, I think that's an amazing pick. Yeah. I know he picked another one after, but Thank man, you. I I love that pick. I loved Earthworm Jim. It yep. never gets mentioned. Not not just the game, the like whatever about the game. The cartoon was hilarious. Cartoon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that was on the same time as Freakazoid. Yep, it was. And they were awesome. like equally hilarious in my yep. opinion. I, I loved both of those shows. Both intensely funny shows. Yeah. Great choice. Great choice, Josh. Uh, and then beyond that, he answers the octopod of this question with a uh, uh, he says, uh, do I get to be a part of the action or just part of the street? And I said, you can be absolutely part of the action to which Steve says, aim for the stars, man. You can be the street. So uh, so Josh says, oh, uh, well, then X-Men uh, fight bad guys, live in a cool house with a bunch of hot girls and get royalty checks, plus some cash coming in for the reboot money in the bank. Uh, <laughs> the dude's yeah, got a plan there. You didn't want to be the street. I know, right? I mean, the street is a big fucking deal. So whatever, <laughs> he passed on that. But yeah, you know, you do you. Uh, so that's cool. Thanks, thanks for that, uh, Josh. We yeah, got Phil you. Conti. Phil Conti saying, "I'm going to say mask." Uh, in regards to the okay. octopus of this question, he says, "I already drive like a bat out of hell when I'm in traffic. I already pretend to use the lift up to move slower cars out of my way, or pretend I'm Matt Tracker and wish my car could fly over said traffic." Because track is gonna lead the mission. The mission. Uh-huh. Spectrum's got the super vision. Phil Conti's loving mask all day. Phil. All right, shut up, Phil. It's enough out of you. All right, thanks, man. Christine says picking one is difficult, but I have to go with Muppet Babies. You get exciting new adventures powered by little imaginations. And that's just oh, that's just so true. Such a good you know, such it's a just good. like just just give me give me that give me that smiley face hug in the heart emoji all all <laughs> fucking day. All right, just just take my stupid care emoji. Um, we got ashes saying, "Oh, that's easy." SpongeBob SquarePants, living in pineapples under the sea, driving invisible boatmobiles, befriending meowing snails and other sea life. Is mayonnaise an instrument? Sign me up. <laughs> To which I just have to say, I love you so much. Uh, that's that's phenomenal. Uh, and no, Patrick, mayonnaise is not an instrument. Uh, Justin Cooper says, I would live in the land of ooh from Adventure Time. Now, full disclosure, I thought about that and I realized, look, unless you're Finn and Jake who have nonstop chaotic levels of positivity and happiness the land of ooh is fucking terrifying there is so much random crap going on and like danger around every corner and people's trying to steal your shit and just like all sorts of things i'm like i love adventure time you know to to death but i would never want to live there but anyway justin says land of ooh uh, he says there's cosmic owls, there's tiny manticores, there's groovy headgear in magic blades. It's like Thundar the Barbarian, but with candy people, plus Weird Al is a banana. And uh, that's absolutely true. Weird Al voices a banana. Um, I did not know that. He, he does. Huh. It's, it's later on. And I it's, did not draw that. It's phenomenal. They go to they go under uh, under the ocean. Uh, they they hop in a submersible and go way down down and yeah it's it's weird out as a banana it's awesome uh, he also says that he also does answer the uh, question for the 
episode, he says underrated cartoon would be Craig of the Creek, uh, which I've never heard of from never Cartoon of Network. That. He says it's a great show for kids. Uh, and I looked it up. Apparently, it's got four seasons and it's still going. So I feel mm. like I should check this out. Uh, he also said second choice is Bobby's World. Um, you know, remember that show with uh, mm-hmm. Howie, Mandel. There? Howie, Howie Mandel? Howie Mandel. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Kick-ass theme song too. I love the Bobby's World theme song. Yeah, cool. uh, and uh, and then he also says, "Remember how Fox had a show from Louis Anderson, Life with Louis?" And yeah. I, I totally do. I used to watch yeah. that too. Um, great, great answers there. Thanks, Coop. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, and then Stephanie Adams, uh, the the my, my my girlfriend Steph, who I alluded to earlier in the episode, uh, she says the Neither World in the animated Beetlejuice cartoon, and. Nice. Uh, and provides us with a wonderful gif of Lydia taking off her sunglasses, going and say what? But uh, <laughs> it's it's pretty great. Uh, great say answer. Whoa. Thanks, thanks, Steph, and thanks everybody, all Retroids, for giving us so many fun answers. Uh, I was pretty I was pretty happy with the turnout on that one. I didn't actually end up doing any like tags or nothing. I just figured I'd see what people had to say, and uh, yeah, some some great answers there. And uh, you know, thanks everyone so much for weighing in makes it a lot more fun when we get to hear from you guys as well and get to share it with everybody here. Yes. Yes. So uh, without uh, further ado, we are going to go back to the main plot of this episode. Uh, We're going to continue on the story arc that we're on. And we're going to hear from the second half of our panel here today about their underrated cartoon show. So let's get right into it, guys. Uh, I want to hear from Nintendo. Oh what, my god! What show? What show, my man? What you one? caught me off guard. Oh, what you got? It's combat time. It's combat time. <laughs> <laughs> so my pick is uh, the stunt dogs. <laughs> stunt dogs. remember just randomly finding the show on on tv after school um uh parasite steve and i would watch the show and uh we just thought it was hilarious and that theme song is just oh my god amazing amazing it's, it's still amazing so after all these amazing years. so good it, unfortunately it only lasted for one season with 40 episodes and uh it was based off a short-lived comic adaptation from harvey comics which was written by michael gallagher and drawn by nelson dewey um oh interesting yeah very very interesting guy yes so it ran from uh 92 to 93 um 
and uh, the main characters of the show is uh, the leader, Needham. Uh, then you have Splat, who is uh, the rich guy of the group. And then you have Sizzle, who is the only female character on the show. Actually, she's like the only female character. Sizzle's like- so hot, she's even got a flame. <laughs> <laughs> and uh this I think this is really cool that the same voice actress that, that played Rogue in the X-Men anime series did her voice too. There's a lot of great play, voice play voices huh. in the show. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Really funny. Uh, really, really funny. Um, I think that all, all the voice actors did an extra job like ca- capturing uh the characters very well. Um I, I mean the only thing I don't like about the show is the animation is kind of like cheap cheap yeah yeah it's the best way to, to it's remember. very uh it's very um uh remember remember that uh remember that ghostbusters cartoon not not the real ghostbusters but the ghostbusters cartoon that oh, right. the original yeah. ghostbusters with the the gorilla yeah yeah that's, yes that's yes a little yeah. Bit. yeah 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 um who else is there oh skid who is probably my, my favorite character because he's just he's crazy and he it is the such thing, a funny the, voice. Yeah, he's such a funny voice. It, it sounds like he's like he's constantly drunk or something. I, I don't right. know. It just sounds really weird. Sounds really <laughs> weird. Then you have Crash, and uh, probably the, the best name for a dog on any show yes. or for any for for in real life or anything. Human, yeah. human is a stunt <laughs> dog's rather intelligent bulldog. <laughs> dog's name is human. Oh my god. Oh Human. My god. So freaking good. Oh so freaking my god. Good. I love it. Freaking love it. And uh <clears throat> so you have the the bad guys, the antagonists called the stunt scabs, led by Richard P. Fungus. Uh if you call him a uh, dick, he'll just say, My name's Richard. Which and, is so uh, funny that like they they were calling him a <laughs> dick on a he was, show. Like, he was dick fungus into an dick an fungus because he dick was insulted fungus. by it. Yeah, it's so, so funny. Weird. It's like a kid show in '92. That's like unheard of. <laughs> right, right. Um, then you have his uh, sidekick, uh, Airball, who is a really short statured second in command who imitates Napoleon uh, Bonaparte. Bonaparte. Yeah. Uh, and then you have Bad Ear, which is a very funny name. Love that name. Uh, k- kind of like you no know, spin off the uh, the Goodyear. Right. Uh, and you have Half a Mind, who is like part man, part machine. That kind of like, is, he's like that a, is my favorite name. I have half, half a mind. mind. He's, yeah, I have half a mind. Like, I have a half is, a mind. He's so stupid. He's the stupidest he's so stupid. character. And yeah. he, he, I love, I love that name. That name yeah, is it's, so, it's perfect. And it he was so funny. I liked half a mind a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I think he he's definitely my favorite of the stunt scabs. Um, then you have Lucky, who is just never lucky. He's just gets shit on like all the time. And then, uh, then you have Wizkid, who is uh, not Wizkid, uh, Wizvid. I'm sorry. Um, he's like the 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 brains. Like he's like the he's very psychotic and he's a genius and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not too crazy about him. He, he's he's okay, I guess. But uh, yeah, half mind. I do like Lucky as well because Lucky the way how Lucky talks is just like. He's always like, oh, I'm feeling lucky today. And then like something shitty happens and it's like, oh, oh well, or whatever. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Then you have Slime, who is the uh, the sleazy lawyer. He's totally um, like sleazy P. Martini from Guar. 
Yes, yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, exactly. Then, then you have the three identical bimbo girlfriends of Richard, uh, Bambi, Bumby, and Bombi. <laughs> Bambi, Bumby, Bombi. And then, and then you have Nina Newscaster. Uh, Newscaster is her last name, <laughs> and she just happens to be a news reporter. It's like. <laughs> the fuck and then velda like i don't know who velda is out oh velda was the one who was just always she wasn't part of oh the that's group. right yeah she's uh yeah she wasn't part of the group she was always chasing after a crash right because 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 he broke her heart right he yeah <laughs> crash is on the run because he broke velda's <laughs> heart <laughs> we definitely have to we have to play we have to play that theme song at some point in this episode Stunt dogs so yeah funny. so we haven't really been like introing it but like i the plan was that I was going to insert like the theme songs before we started playing. So I'll still do that because Joe got them. Um, yeah. 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 Whatever. So, uh, you know, I'll do that in post. And so everybody who's listening right now is like, yeah, dude, I know I've already heard three of them. I've already been enjoying it. <laughs> duh. Yeah, dude. The fuck. God, you don't have get, to tell get me what, I'm already, episode. what I already know. <laughs> oh. Such yeah. a funny weird very yeah i had never i had never heard of the show i only knew of the show because of joe joe was like hey have you seen the show stunt dogs and i'm like no i don't don't know what you're talking about he's like oh it's it's this show and it's and he's describing it i'm like i've literally never heard or seen this i I have no idea what you're talking about he's like come on he's like let's watch it and we we watched it like after school this one we watched it at my house right i'm like what the fuck is this shit it's so (laughs) out there "What, what the fuck is this shit your whole bitch I mean, like it's 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 zany to the max all the time, like the tick, like it's absolutely so out there, like airplane, Mm -hmm. like it's just zany to the max. And it is really like kind of hard to get into the rhythm of it because it's so fast and it feels a little off, like you're used to the four, four beat and then somebody throws in this weird tango beat and you're like, oh, I wasn't expecting this like this the rhythm of this show is a little bit unique and you sort of have to kind of just get into it and watch a couple episodes. And it is just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's very funny. It is like, it's just like the tick that it would lampoon things that other things just (laughs) never would. I don't know. And like a lot of the name, the names were really funny and clever, like the half a mind thing. And and they just were funny. But the, uh, the thing was they were stunt men. They worked for Hollywood. They were in movies. They were supposedly right, a right. team of just stuntmen that would h- hire themselves out to various movies. But the craziest thing is like every episode, they would be working for some goofy director and they would just look like themselves. Right. It's like, oh, it's time for right, the stunt right. man to come in. They don't match the guy who's in the movie. They're just right. Like, no, they're just okay. themselves. It makes no sense. And then there was one episode where because I, I watched the one that was definitely that's on YouTube for sure. Um, there, there's a sequence when they're doing a movie. That's like a care bear movie. Yes. Th- yes. I just, I just watched that one today. Actually. <laughs> and they're like, they're clearly the care bears are based on themselves. Like, like, yeah. With splat, he's the rich one, so like he has like a dollar sign. Yeah. He's a, the dollar sign. Stomach. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. What is that? This doesn't make any sense. Why would, <laughs> Why would they cater the characters to the stuntmen? <laughs> so I know, so weird. It's so bizarre. It really is just so unique. And I, I don't know. I love it. So I forgot all about this show. I am so glad 
that you picked it for this. It's so perfect. And oh my God, I have to say, when I heard that fucking theme song for the first time in like 30 years, like 30 years, I yeah. literally just, it was the greatest, it was the greatest sensation listening to <laughs> it that. It was, it really was. It's oh my God. So Nostalgia Black. Oh my God. The, the S just makes sense. So good. <laughs> what, one of my, my favorite things about the show is when they start playing the credits and Needham is just kind of like just saying like some of the, the names that show up and then he kind of like makes fun of them. Okay. He'll, he'll like, like make fun of the name or something like that. I don't remember. Like in the actual credits? Like in the actual credits. The credits are rolling. It's like, oh, so-and-so did this. Huh. Well, whatever. It's terrible. Or well, whatever. It's just kind of like <laughs> makes guy, fun This of guy whatever. sucks. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so meta. I love meta. Who doesn't love it? At that time, it wasn't overdone. Awesome. Awesome, guys. Uh, Stunt Dogs. Apparently, it is uh, pretty hard to find. It was released on VHS for a bit, but is supposed to be getting a DVD release of the full series next year. Oh, Oh, my God. That's that. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Um, I can't I find like a hundred percent confirmed, but that's that is the the hubbub on the internet. What is okay? Uh, so, so, oh yeah, I see on uh, Wikipedia, but yeah, I mean, I don't know how accurate that is. Yeah. So, uh, Sandman, did you did you ever see the show? No, not at all. Not at all. Like I'm looking you at pictures, I'm looking at pictures and everything like that. It looks funny. It looks like something. Oh, something it's it's, it's goofy. It's goofy as hell. I love it. Yeah, I, I definitely would love to check some episodes of this. Well, thing. really, uh, is such an There's a couple on, on YouTube. This episode, though. yeah. What, what, what's, what what's cool? Uh, Fox. Fox. It was on Fox. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. If you watch the ones on, on YouTube, the whoever uploaded them kept the commercials in there, so you get the you have that nostalgia of the old commercials they do. too. Yeah, I love I love those type of videos. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. I'll definitely be checking it out. Oh yeah. Just to get a glimpse. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Says uh, says March 15, 1993, aired on Fox in the morning, right before Beetlejuice. Nice. Another great show. Another Another great show. show. Yeah. Dogs. The dogs. All right. Beetlejuice. Oh, long song. Sorry. All right. So uh, awesome. Thanks for that, Joseph. Great, great selection there, sir. Uh, it's really, and, uh, really good. It's really, really, really great. <laughs> it's really great. Uh, so, last but absolutely not least, we have our our man, Parasite Svensson. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us about your show, Steve. Okay. Well, I will, Tim. Uh, see, right here, I have a show for you guys <laughs> that uh, is. I know the show is called Party One, but I I have a sneaking suspicion that uh, our guest may have been a fan of this show it's just a suspicion i'm not positive you you let me know uh it is a very weird show that i don't know for whatever reason appealed to me um i definitely love the aesthetics i'm here to talk about mommy's alive anybody oh yeah 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 Yeah, yes yes Mommy's alive. Yeah, I used to watch that. I used to watch that show with you. Yeah, toy toy line was awesome. Yeah, toy line was awesome. So the designs were so sick. So sick. It's just awesome. ridiculous yeah. how sick these these characters look. And and I mean, really, that's that's the biggest part for me is like how awesome the fucking designs were for these uh these oh, yeah. characters. It's such a bizarre thing that like 
so these it's basically like superhero mummies, right? Like I'll get into the story of the show, but like basically on the surface, essentially there are four superhero mummies. The show is very like trying to be anime kind of there are sequences yes, where yes. they transform. <laughs> yeah. And yep. so it has that yep. anime like thing. Sailor Moon sequences. <laughs> yeah. So it has that Sailor Moon sequence. Yeah. Right. And like they, they transform and it's really cool. It looks better than the rest of the show, but even the rest mm-hmm. of the show looked damn good. Like, Oh yeah, my opinion, for sure. Uh, yeah. I know this is kind of like ridiculous to say, but, I know a lot of people are like big fans and we were talking about it in the group this week of that X-Men 97 show. Cause they announced that they're going to make a new season of it and stuff. And I've just never been a huge fan of that show. And one of the reasons was I never liked the way it looked. It was, it was very cheap looking to me. And then yeah. that Spider-Man show that was on it around the same time on Fox, it had really good drawings, but the animation was horrendous. It was like, you yeah. could count the frames. It was so few frames I, a second. Spider-Man yeah. was huge. Yeah, but the but the drawings looked really great in Spider Man. I think that the the drawings were kind of more close to Spider Man for Mummies Alive than the X Men. Um, yeah. The characters were also very like detailed. It's insane. Mm. Like th- mm. there are so many like the pieces to every costume, and they're all different. You know, it's like if you're animating the Power Rangers, if you were d- going to do a a Power Ranger cartoon you're like okay it's not a big deal they're all kind of the same they have the the white diamonds they have the big fields of color it's like these guys are all like i feel like you're constantly checking the character bible sheets to see like how to draw the leg how is this guy's boot how is this guy's hand how is this guy's everything like so different and they all have their own unique sarcophagus that they would go into they would have to sleep kind of like you know a vampire or something at night they'd have to sleep in the sarcophagus and they were all specific to the character and incredibly unique too and they weren't cg in my head i'm like i bet the c i bet they're going to be some cg in this there's going to be some like early cg or whatever like for the vehicles you know like on zoids or something like that it's like no no everything everything's hand-drawn and the sarcophaguses are, are even like incredibly detailed and you'll see them like open and stuff. It's like, oh my God, the freaking designs on this are just absolutely over the top awesome. Yeah. So yes. each guy, they start out like a, like a mummy. So they're just, you know, wrap wrappings, bandages and stuff. And they have powered up forms and that's the anime stuff. So, so let's run through the characters. So there's like a main kid. There's so many cartoons. So many kids cartoons are like this. You know, they're the, the heroes. And then there's a kid, you know, the dark stalker yep. shows like that, too. Um, but there's a uh, Presley Carnivon and he is the reincarnation of. I always thought they were saying Ramses because th- that's an actual pharaoh, but it's like they, they changed one letter. He's Rapses. Rap King Rapses. Um. Yeah, so that's kind of weird. But anyway, so he's the reincarnation of this old pharaoh who died 3,000 years ago. Um, And he's awoken these mummies and they're here to protect him. Um, So the mummies are, we have Jakal. He's the leader. Super cool. He's, uh, they're all like yellow and another color. So he's blue. He, uh, in life, he was the captain of uh, Pharaoh Amenhotep's royal hunt. And uh, he actually transforms into Falcon armor and he has for his weapon, he has a bow and arrow 
very similar to the ranger hank on the dungeons and dragons cartoon which is one of my favorite all-time shows um where he would just have the bow with no string and then he would be able to just pull back and there would be like energy arrows and i always thought that that was like one of the coolest cartoon weapons right so sick and so so he has uh he has the same basically the same thing uh also kind of neat i always thought in both cases you know you you assume that the the hero guy is just going to have a sword and it's it's interesting that the hero the main leader hero would be an archer you right sort of Mm, think of the archer being like a side character yeah, um, yep. I always liked that about Hank as well. Because, because I always thought, I always thought the, the 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 guy that actually has the sword would would be the one with the, you know, um, with the bow on that cartoon. You could see that totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah you could see them that that they would have swapped, and because mm-hmm. especially since uh, the guy you're talking about is the sorcerer, and the bow seems more magical than a sword. But mm-hmm. yeah, so then there's uh, the guy you're talking about was my favorite character. His name was Raph. Um, and he was, uh, he, his color was green. He was green and yellow and he was the Pharaoh's chief scribe and sorcerer. And he trans when he's transforms, he gets snake themed armor and this really ridiculous, badass, huge curved sword. And he has like, he can do various magic spells as the, uh, as the episode calls for what needs to be done. He can, you know, do, <laughs> um, this, this character was kind of a fuss budget. He was kind of a C-3PO sort of a character. The reason why I loved him the best was simply because I loved the way he looked the best. I mean, green was yeah. always my favorite character, uh, favorite color. But more than that, like, I cannot get over the look of this character. Even like, what? So I, okay, so I watched way too many episodes of this show because they're all <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> so i watched like i don't know seven or so episodes for for this i was just having fun i just kept going um and he he's to this day like jacal looks amazing too but i love i love the way raf looks and it's interesting to me mm. that he looks like a villain like he to me could be totally the villain like of the villain. show he, he really looks, does. He's yeah. Very, very Jafarish. You know. You know? Yeah. 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 He's like a Loki sort of, and he has like that snake theme. Snake yeah. is always yeah. a bad, yeah. bad yeah. animal. Yeah. You never have a heroic snake character. So it's it's just really interesting, and I like the way that he sort of has the way the way that is uh, when he transforms. Anyway, the way that his helmet goes, because he has like an open snake face as his helmet, and uh-huh. in the same way that. Uh, Jakal has like a bird head that goes over kind of like the blue Falcon or something like that, or gotcha man. And, uh, and then, you know, the, the snake head kind of goes back and becomes a tail, um, almost like snake man a little bit for mega man three, but like, you know, way longer and it wraps around his body. It's like, just neat. Like everything about him is so visually Mm -hmm. interesting to me and his sword is so cool. And the fact that he was kind of a, fussy annoying like you know snooty stuck up character who was just always trying to get you know presley to like pay attention and you know learn his lessons and like oh he's like oh yeah you got to pay attention blah 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 (laughs) he was voiced by um uh scott mcneil who actually did rat trap on beast wars no way yeah pretty cool yeah so anyway so that's wrath um moving on from there we have um we have armon 
who was a warrior in the Pharaoh's army. Um, he has one arm in mummy form. He only has one arm. He's arm on. Oh, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of the, yeah. a lot of the name conventions in the show were, were very eye very groany. Uh, but so when he transforms, he gets a big golden like mechanical arm. It's really cool. And yeah. he's, his armor is like Ram themed. Mm-hmm. Um, and his color is purple. He's like purple and yellow. Uh, yeah. And he just, he literally just has his, his arms. He just fights with his, his fists. His, his deal is he, uh, he has like, um, they have a made up like jujitsu. It's, it's it's Egyptsu that is his fighting form. <laughs> Bro. So he's a lot of that. There's a lot of goofy stuff for sure. I'm not saying it's a perfect show. Just like Santino said about the Mortal Kombat show, it's this is not a perfect show, but I I did still have a lot of fun going back to watch it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah the yeah. final good mummy is Nefertina, obviously a play on Nefertiti. Uh, she is uh, the the chariot driver back in time and in modern times she drives basically all of their vehicles there's a bunch of vehicles it's like batman they're all mummy themed everything if you need a plane if you need a car if you need a motorcycle they just have mummy versions of stuff it's very silly but whatever it is what it is uh so their their car is the hot raw like hot hot raw Oh, uh, you want to get my hot raw? It really doesn't work. <laughs> it does sound vaguely racist. Uh, <laughs> not cool. Um, but it's not English. They're it's not English. They're just uh, playing on raw, which they right. did a lot. There was a lot of raw stuff that they always went to that for wordplay. Um, when she transforms, she gets cat themed armor, and she has a whip because I I guess they just cannot get over Catwoman. They're like, oh well, Catwoman has a whip, so. We're gonna uh, give her the whip. <laughs> it's all cat women have to have whips. That's what it is. But she uh she would use her claws too, and she had kind of oversized hands, just like Felicia in Darkstalkers when she transformed. So she had like really big, big clawed mitts, and they were kind of cool. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, you know, she was cool. Um, and then they had a pet cat named Kati. It's like cat tea. So but and the and the, the cat could transform into a slightly larger cat oh hell yeah yeah it was slightly larger it'd be like domestic cat to a bobcat it's like wow you're barely better (laughs) but i'm better (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck why didn't they make him turn into like a a battle cat sized cat panther or something i don't know anyway so then the uh villain of the show the villain of the piece is scarab and he was once the Pharaoh's royal advisor. Of course he was the royal advisor. It's the only evil position. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, and he would transform as well. And he would get this really cool beetle armor. And he was also purple. Um, oh, and uh, Nefertina's color was red. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's just a very typical kids cartoon in in the sense that it became goofy really quick but it did start off um oh so i'll say so it it ran for one season in Mm -hmm. 1997 um and it had like 24 episodes no no no, i'm sorry no Uh, no it had over 40 episodes i think it was like 42 episodes or something it's just a preposterous number it was one season 
it was like 40 something episodes. Um, I wrote yeah, it down, 40, 42. but I clearly must have backspaced at some point because it only yeah, says, it says 42, 42 episodes, four right? episodes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I remember it wasn't four. So yeah. Okay. 42. Um, so, and it was produced, it was co-produced by Ivan Reitman, the Ghostbusters guy. Oh, no oh, kidding. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Pretty crazy. It was going to have I a second season. That. They were planning it. There was all these ideas for toys and all the second line of toys and all the stuff. But at the last minute it was canceled because it had low ratings and it wasn't, it wasn't well loved. And that's why I had a party of one. Um, so, and, uh, oh yeah, I wanted to mention they transformed with the, the, the very difficult to remember catchphrase of with the strength of raw. And later there is a, uh, there's a three-parter that um, is right at the end of the show. It's not the last three episodes, but it's like, I think there was maybe like two episodes after it. I don't know why they didn't just end on it. Um, and I watched all of those three and they introduce um, Jakal's brother and he's like a scorpion themed guy. And, uh, and the brother has a son and the son is like supposed to be evil too, but Jakal's trying to save him and make him not be bad and it was just very silly and 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 whatever but it was just absolutely goddamn hilarious because when when the kid first encounters the mummies he's already encountered the bad guys so the mummies don't know that he's already like kind of bad at this point at the beginning and so they're like they, they just encounter this this kid oh I, I think they don't even realize he's a he's a mummy I think they just think he's a kid or something and then they realize he's a mummy and they're like oh you're a mummy too and like oh my god and then so they, they're like trying to transform but they don't have enough power because if they've been away from their sarcophagus too long they don't have the power to transform so anyway they're like oh crap like we use too much of our power we can't transform oh, blah, blah, that sucks and then the kid's like oh well how do you do it and they're like oh well you got to say with the strength of raw and he's like wait how do you do it what is it and they're like okay repeat after me with with the the strength oh of raw and he's like strength <laughs> of raw I'm like oh my god it's five words you don't with, need to make this thing just say it so funny strength um, of raw it's like oh the hard words okay also hilarious i love in the first episode when the mummies wake up um they like so Nefertina's backstory is as a chariot driver, she had to disguise herself as a man because they wouldn't have let her drive chariot otherwise. And so she wakes up and she has her midriff showing. She has breasts. Yes, her hair isn't out, but nobody in their right mind would ever think she was not a woman. I mean, she's in all ways, obviously a woman. And Presley's like, he's like, oh, you're a girl, huh? And and they're like, what? No, that's Nefer. Nefer's a dude. And then she takes her hair out and she's like, I'm actually a woman the whole time. I had to lie because big reveal. <laughs> like, I wanted to drive chair. So like yeah. this is my, my gender reveal party. And they're like, <laughs> what? Oh my God, this explains so much. It's like she has press like I, she's clearly a woman like how, how can you not know can, can we give you a break right um anyway so that was kind of funny but um yeah it, it's a it's a fun show there's other gods would show up you know like anubis and set and various other you know they're they're always like silly but um it did have its darkness like there were flashback episodes where they would go 
and show you what happened in uh, Egypt. And I got to say, you know, um, they 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 at least tried with the skin tones because uh, the mummies were all gray because they're dead. They're just mummies. So, OK, yeah. so they're all right. gray. But back in time, they would show them and they they were definitely not like pasty white people. They were definitely brownish. Um, and like Armand is is definitely like a black guy for sure. Like it, in the back in time, you see him. He's the darkest. Um, but like they they definitely at least tried to, you know, work in skin tones. It's not like they just cast a bunch of white people as mm-hmm. um, yeah. I mean, the voice actors were except for Cree Summer. Oh, yeah. Cree Summer plays Nefertina, of course. Of course she does. <laughs> right. Um, and we're probably sure that she's in Sun Dog somewhere. I mean, she, I mean, who knows? I mean, <laughs> law of averages says uh, your show has a, a, a 69% uh, chance of having <laughs> Cree Summer. Um, anyway, so that's mummies, mummies alive. Very, very unique show in the Mm -hmm. world of Mm nineties, superhero y like mighty max type shows, transformy, you know, anime shows. It had a great art style. Oh yeah. Designs were incredible. The voice acting was all good. And honestly note on the voice acting, um, the villain scarab, um, was played by I'm going to get his name here Gerard Plunkett who is actually primarily a live action actor I don't recognize him but um, he was very good as Scarab and for once he was a main villain in a kids cartoon that wasn't ridiculously over the top you know how like Xanatos and Gargoyles was never over the top. He was very mm-hmm. calm, always a very low voice. He was always yeah. very, very together and collected. This that's how Scarab was. Scarab was always he always just sort of talked very low. And he was he, you know, he, he never got excited. He he was always just very like, kind of like a Lex Luthor. Like, I mean, yeah. Yeah. And honestly, it was great. He was awesome. I think he's actually one of the best voice actors on the show oh oh real quick mention scarab had um most of the time he was just alone he, he didn't have like a team of bad guys for the most part um he although he would use certain gods he would call sometimes like the like anubis and different stuff and then he worked with the the brother i can't remember the brother's name but oh his name was iraq that's right he was a because he was an arachnid of course he's he was right Iraq. but hey, anyway nice um back. he so scarab did have a staff that um, was like a snake staff and it was alive and it could talk. And it was voiced by Pauline Newstone. The, the name of the staff was Hekka. And it was uh, actually kind of one of my favorite characters on the show. I just really liked Hekka. I thought she was really funny. Um, and she, Pauline Newstone is also the voice of Frieza. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. okay. Cool. Kind of cool. Kind of cool. Yeah. Nice, nice little fun fact about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, hey, you know, just uh, just a weird show. I felt like uh, nobody gave a shit about it, but fun toys, fun designs and, uh, you know, good, good, solid action. Um, in my opinion, a lot, a lot to love there, even though it was flawed and very silly. Um, final, final little fun fact. Uh, so Presley's last name is kind of weird. So it's Carnivan. And so you're like, what is that? So I, I looked it up because I'm like, I don't know. Like, what what is that name? Is that an Egyptian name? Like, why did they name him that of all things? I've never heard that name before. 
Um, so he was named for George Edward Stanhope Molyneux Herbert, the fifth Earl of Carnivon. That's a hell of a name. They just inverted the A and the O. So it's Carnivan. Try writing that on a worksheet. Yeah. Carnivan, but the real guy was the fifth Earl of Carnavon. Uh, he was an English peer and aristocrat, best known as the financial backer of the search and excavation of Tutankhamun's tomb in the Valley of the Kings. Oh, wow. Way it's to really go with the deep dive on the history nod there, yeah, show. Well, it's really funny Scott. because I, I found zero connections on any of the Mummies Alive stuff. But when I looked up the name, I found this guy and it's like, oh, okay. Well, clearly that's what they did. Okay. So right. kind of fun. That's yeah. super fun. Yeah. Very, very cool. I'm I'm really glad that you chose this show because when you said the name in our Facebook chat when we were talking about it, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I, you know, I remember that name, blah, blah, blah. But it wasn't until I started looking up pictures and stuff that I'm like, holy shit, I remember this show. Like, I <laughs> yeah. hadn't thought about, I mean, you know, 97, we're talking 24 years ago. Like, I, I mean, this... I haven't thought about this show for two seconds, but holy shit, dude. I, I remember every bit of those designs, how badass they all look, the the animation, the transformation sequences. Like, this was a cool-ass show. And yeah. really, yeah, I, I swear to God, I've never heard anyone talk about it. And 42 episodes is not nothing. That's a good oh, run. That's, I mean, that's, that's run. borderline yeah. three seasons worth for some uh, I, shows now. I, I, I actually need to go back and watch it now that I know it was 42 episodes because I, yeah. I, I I left off. I can't even tell. I think episode 13, 14, something like that. It was, it was all I could get my hands on. Honestly, it's straight up, yeah. They're I all didn't on YouTube. watch that many episodes oh, back in the oh, day oh. myself either. I just was aware of it. I would catch it when I could. I love the designs. But and I could, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I didn't see that much of it either. But mm -hmm. it's all on YouTube. Yep. Yeah, so, it's so almost, it's almost criminal that this show didn't get the the proper, you know what I mean? Like, proper I feel like in an alternate universe, this show could be revered like alongside stuff that was like edgy but for kids, similar to like a gargoyles and whatnot, like we talked right, about. Yeah. Like, it's got the the level of like coolness, but also animated for kids that would make it something that would be revered by people now and be like, oh, that right. show was so badass. Yeah, exactly. Like, it totally could have been huge. And, uh, it, and it did and, have its darkness, too, because, like, it, you know, in like I was saying, there were some episodes where they go into the past and, the, you know, you realize that, like, okay, Scarab killed everybody, including the kid. <laughs> like, he, he, he killed the kid. And the deal was that uh, he wanted to become the Pharaoh and so his whole plan as the evil advisor, because that's what evil advisors do is to plot and scheme and gain power. And so he's like, well, the, the, the only heir to the throne is this kid. So if I kill the kid and then I kill the emperor, because the emperor was always away, like in Nubia, that's what he always said. Your dad's in your father's in Nubia. He's away doing business. And and then so clearly he was going to take care of the actual Pharaoh later, but he wanted to take care of the kid first. And mm -hmm. then he felt that he would be, I guess, the third in line or something. And I don't know how that would work, but um, that's that was his plan. So in the in the present day, um, Scarab is like this, you know, undead mummy sorcerer. And what he wants is to uh, steal the kid's 
life force basically he needs him for something i can't remember the exact deal but like he you know it's all about killing kid not kids just the one kid but like over and over that kid and he did kill him the once it's a little dark you know it's a little but it was it was silly too very much so oh oh it's oh his so scarab's immortality is wearing off and he needs the kid's life force to like sustain him or something. Uh, because I think he's not a mummy in the way that the other mummies are or something, or I don't know. It doesn't matter. Check it out. If you're interested at all, very, uh, very unique sort of thing. Yeah. Check it out. Uh, YouTube, YouTube channel. Uh, at least two that I see that have a decent playlist or one that has all of them, one that has, most of them hmm. uh mummy's alive super yeah. freaky cool show awesome mummy's alive stories, with awesome an designs. exclamation point because there is a show from 2015 called mummy's alive with no punctuation at all that is true and that and is like just a, a different show. series yeah i remember the i remember the theme song for mummy's alive it was very uh it was very um i can't really it was very sci-fi-ish, like with some of the like the background noise and everything like that. Yeah, it even... did have some of that. It it did. It had some of that like theremin, like the woo woo woo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It was very um, it was very nineties, you know. Yeah. Here we are, the mummies. You got it. You got it, man. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah, what? Yeah, I remember. Let's <laughs> listen to it right now. How about that? Just heard the theme song for Mummies Alive, and uh, we 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 gave this one a proper spot as opposed to the others, which are just kind of like you know spaced out wherever. However, Steve's going to figure out how to do this in post, but you're going to hear it now, and you already have heard it all. Yeah, damn right, he's going to slide him right in. So yeah, uh, cool theme songs all set. I hope you guys enjoyed that, and that wraps up you know the the main chunk of our episode here. So uh, you know. We, we are glad that you you stuck around and checked out everything that we had to talk about with Party of One cartoons, underrated cartoons. And, uh, you know, we, we always we always have a little extra something, something at the end here. So, uh, you know, before we catch that horizon, we're going to uh, we're going to take a little break and go to this guy. According to the clock, it's half past 13. So light a candle. Uncork that cask of Amontillado and dust off another tome from the bookshelf of the dead. All right, everybody, it's Parasite Steve here with another edition of the Bookshelf of the Damned. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Not that you had a choice, but uh, yeah. So this uh, this week, I am going to uh, 
Spotlight, a book that actually has been around for quite a while, but it's one that I just recently read, and um, I have a cool, fun story, a little anecdote that goes with it. Um, so I'm going to spotlight a book called Crota, that's C-R-O-T-A, by a man by the name of Owl Going Back. It's his actual name, Owl Going Back. Really just amazing author, dude. He's been, uh, I mean, he's been pro since the late 80s. Guy uh, won two Bram Stoker Awards, like, back-to-back. He won uh, one for this book right here. This was the uh, 96, I believe, Bram Stoker Award for the best first novel. And um, this same book was actually only one of four finalists in the best novel category as well. So he won for best first novel, but it was also in the best overall novel. Um, Really, really fun book. Basically, uh, what I want to do is I'm going to read you the summary of the, the book as, a, as I find it online, which is what I like to do. And then I'll uh, talk a little bit more about it. And then I got a special little treat for you. So uh, as, as far as uh, Amazon says <clears throat> about Crota, Sheriff Skip Harding is investigating a double murder that has shaken the quiet town of Logan, Missouri, a slaughter that seems too brutal for a human perpetrator. A bear, maybe, but there are no bears in the area. Bodies began to begin to pile up, and Skip soon discovers that bullets are useless against this foe. Only with the help of Cherokee game warden Jay Littlehawk and the wisdom of Lakota medicine man George Strong Eagle can Skip hope to stop the monster before it's too late. A magical tale blending elements of mystery, suspense, and Native American mythology. So that's Crota. Basically, this book is brutal. This is a monster movie, like, to the max in book form. It is bloody as hell. It is gory as hell. The freaking kills are absolutely insane. Um, One of those things where it's like, yeah, you've lost a head. You've seen plenty of people lose their head. But, like, when, I don't know, when, when somebody gets their jaw ripped off or, like, maybe the back part of their skulls slashed out like i don't know there's like interesting like gory scenes in this for sure so definitely not for the squeamish very very cool book i'm i'm actually not done with it i'm reading it now i'm uh i've got a little little bit i I, around a third of the book left to go but it's a it's a it's a great time it's great time so the monster in this book you know as as a, a guy who's always been into monsters, always been into folklore, always been into mythology, I I'm reading this book and I'm like, wow, I've never heard of the Crota, but um, clearly it must be uh, some Native American mythical creature that I just have never heard of. Um, so I'm I'm on the Google box and I'm like typing away. It's like, oh, Crota. Every single thing is just a reference to this book. It's like Crota Owl going back, Crota Owl going back. I'm like, okay, well, what's the deal? Like, I don't understand, you know, and I like, you know, so that was like last week and then I did it again today and I'm like, no, there's gotta be, there's gotta be something in here. I, it has to be a real thing. It's gotta be a real thing. It feels like it. It just, I get that sense. Like it really feels like a real thing. So here's the, here's the anecdote. Um, so, a, you know, last month, I got to go down to Spooky Empire in Orlando, Florida. And I was there with Rough House Publishing, peddling my books. And who walks by but Owl Going Back? 
And oh, hell yeah. for those of you who don't know this guy, he's very recognizable. He's very tall, Native American dude. And uh, he just, I don't know, you can't miss him. <laughs> you can't miss him. He's this big, large man, long hair uh, in braids. And I don't know, he's just, he's just very, very distinct looking guy. And so he walks past the booth and I didn't even realize he lived in Florida. Like I didn't realize this. So I wasn't expecting to see him. Turns out he was, he was a speaker there. Uh, He was asked to, you know, be on various panels all weekend because the guy's kind of a big deal. And uh, so he, he walks by and I'm like, I'm like, owl going back, owl going back. And he literally like, he, he's like, what I, uh, somebody's saying my name. Like what, what's going on? Um, Anyway, so he came over. I got to meet him. Very, very nice, nice dude. Took a little picture. And uh, so, you know, we, we were we had been friends on Facebook anyway because of just author circles that I'm in. Just just whatever. Um, so I was like, oh, we're fa- Facebook friends and stuff. So anyway, so he came over. So it was cool. I got to meet him. It was super cool, whatever. And, uh, and I was like, oh, just insane coincidence. I literally just bought Crota on on audible i j- like just got it and right b- like before that weekend it was the last credit that i had used on audible and i'm like oh my god it's so crazy like i literally just got it i was gonna listen to it next because he's been on my radar and i've been wanting to check him out so anyway today i'm like you know i'm i can't i can't find the answer to this question of is the crota real or did he make it up i'm just gonna ask the guy like whatever so i asked the guy <laughs> and he gets back to me and um and I have his answer here. And then he actually went even beyond and just shared this amazing uh, extra story that I just couldn't believe I was reading. So I, I asked him if he minded if I would share this with the podcast world. And he said that was totally cool. So I'm going to do that right now. So uh, my question was, is the Crota something that's from real mythology or is this something that you made up? Because I literally can't tell and i can't find any reference to the creature other than your book and so what he said was uh crota is a creature of my invention but i surrounded it with myths and legends so almost every every single reviewer thought that it actually was a real native american legend i even had a married couple come up to me at a powwow and he can say powwow swearing that they had seen the crota in the Ocala National Forest, broke my heart to tell them I made it up. Sadly, I did Ooh. too good. A... <laughs> Sadly, I did too good a job making Crota seem like an actual folklore creature because one of the biggest gaming companies in the world ripped off Crota for their ex- expansion pack, which was called the Crota's Lair. My story is about a creature living in an ancient underground city and tunnel system. Their game is about a creature living in an ancient city and tunnel system, but on the moon. In addition to the game, they released a Crota pop figure, a Funko pop shirts, posters, etc. Same company that owns Halo and they have billions. So I can't sue them. Do you know what the game is? Does anybody know what this game is? Is it destiny? It's destiny. Oh, wow. So the creature, there is a creature called the Crota in destiny and he's got a pop. And 
clear. He, he talked a little bit more about it, but I, I'm not going to read what he said, but he just talked a little bit about the fact that he thinks that they probably thought that it was an actual folklore creature that was public domain. He That's doesn't really think that they crazy. maliciously stole it, but it uh, was, it is actually his property. So, huh. Wow. But he feels like he can't do anything there too no. big. The untouchable um, bungee Activision, whatever. Right. So wow. that's insane, right? Like, yeah, that's not my favorite part. Okay. So then he goes, one final bit of crow to trivia I've rarely shared. So listen up, Retroids. This is straight from the owl's mouth. And he's rarely shared it before. I love this. He says the locations in the story are based on real places in central Missouri. The Devil's Boot Cave exists as does the old Catholic cemetery with a metal cross that always seems to glow. And the house across the dirt road from the cemetery was actually my aunt's house in real life. Her house and the cemetery were on the edge of a national forest. Now for the cool part. During the summer of 1973, my cousins and I were not allowed to play outside after dark at my aunt's house because some unknown creature could be heard screaming in the woods. The wildlife agents swore that there were no bears, no wolves, no panthers in that area. But my cousin showed me an oak tree on their property, which had been clawed by this unseen beast. The claw marks reached from the ground to higher than two tall teenagers could reach. And the claw marks were one to two inches deep in the wood. All those things that happened that summer led to the creation of the Crota. Unsolved mystery, Missouri style. Nice. How fucking cool wow. is that? That is pretty dope. Yeah. That is really cool. Wow, yeah. Appreciate you sharing that. So that That's is really it. Cool. If, if you guys are into monster horror as I am, and you like your stuff very, very gory and bloody, um, Check out Crota. It's a really good time. Really well-written book. It's amazing that it's his first novel. And uh, I mean, it's been around since 96. It's definitely been around. It's definitely, you know, if you look it up, there's endless stuff about it. Um, but yeah, definitely a, a really solid addition to the bookshelf of the damned. Nice. Hell yeah, dude. That was awesome. Mm. I, I want to check this out. Um, that that sounds really interesting. And uh, I, am I am I wrong? Is there like is there also a graphic novel? So he did a a quick uh, he did a Kickstarter for a graphic novel for Crota, and it it did not get successfully funded. Bummer. Okay. Mm. Fine. I'll read words. God damn it. Um, <laughs> uh yeah that's super cool that's such an awesome anecdote that you got to meet him and chat with him and learn all that stuff that's that's awesome um all right guys well you know here we are we have been uh we've been talking your ears off for nigh on going on two hours and some such shit like that so i'm gonna try and wrap this crap up uh we uh we have you know usually at the end we have an opportunity to kind of promote anything that we've got going on so I'll, I'll open it up to you guys if you have anything you want to promo i personally am all set i'm good 
I'm, I'm, but that's just uh, me. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll just promote my YouTube channel. Um, yes. As 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 always. Yeah, right. Um, you can check me out on YouTube. I have a channel called Nintendo Twenty Five, and uh, I haven't put out any like content out lately. But I've been doing a lot of live streaming lately, which I'm having a lot of fun with. Yeah. Um. I recently. Boo, like, how dare you have fun with your YouTube channel? Boo. Know, how dare I? I know. Um. I, I recently streamed like some of my friends' videos, and uh, it was kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, you had to be there to, to see it. Um, yeah, and uh, I'll stream like video games or whatever. I would, I mean, I know it's not allowed, but I've always wanted to stream like movies and have like a bunch of people watch with me. Mm. I think that would be fun, but YouTube won't allow it. They'll probably right. shut my channel down. So. Unfortunately, that can't happen. But you can hey. use you could use teleparty, like the Netflix party. You know. Oh yeah. And you, yeah. You, you're not recording it for your channel, but you could still do it. Yeah. Yeah. Same experience. It's fun. Eight uh, bit and whatever. I have done that. We did that over COVID a couple of times. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. Yes. Good stuff. Uh, I don't have anything really to promo, but I just want to thank Santino for coming on, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate you having me, man. Hell yeah, man. It's been three freaking seasons almost completely. And, uh, you know, you just, uh, (laughs) it was funny because I was talking to you about it and you're like, wow, I actually thought I had been on. (laughs) And it seems like, yeah, right? (laughs) It would have made sense where you two have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you um, for considering me, man. It's always a a blessing, um, you know, anytime anybody considers me, you know what I mean? So thank you. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Dude, yeah, you're you're yeah, one dude. of our you're one of our favorite buds for sure, absolutely. And you know, you Thank you, you uh, welcome on the show anytime you want to talk about anything goofy and geeky and that's that's us. Oh yeah, you guys you guys like me. You guys like me. <laughs> they really <laughs> like me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like if there, if there's an episode or something that you have an idea for or whatever, you want to you want to shoot it our way, I'm sure we can figure out something. We are absolutely. always up for new oh, ideas. Oh, yeah, we are uh, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, we'll do. We'll do. Awesome um all right sweet well uh you know that that kind of about does it uh if you haven't jumped ship by now we certainly hope that you've enjoyed this week's journey over the treacherous waters of all the things that made growing up awesome if you liked what you heard please hit the subscribe button and like us on facebook and twitter as well as being a part of the inebriate podcast network retro is a member of the dorkening podcast so if you get a chance please check out our sister shows like the wicked horror show Throwdown Thursday, That Strange Show, Black and White Fright, Secret Underground Hideout, and so goddamn many more. I'd be here for another 20 minutes if I read you them all. So get out there. Go to thedorkening.com. Check out some shit. Like some awesome shows. Like some people that we are friends with and some people that we don't even know all that well because it's just a big family. It's a big podcast family, and and, and we're happy to be a part of it. And we're happy to have you the listeners, our retroids are part of it. And we're happy to have Santino Mancibo, the Sandman himself, here on this show. Thank after you, so after so many years, uh it this this makes it all official. You know, this this is this is the the you know the, the seminal moment here and uh yeah. and you know to, to, to many more uh wonderful encounters on the Glad internet. to be a part of it, huh? And for, for those of you wondering why the music is uh, a little different right now. This is the uh, this is the version of the Retro Redoctopus theme song that Santino made for us at the close of season one. We oh, premiered yeah. this in our, our final wow, episode of season one. Damn and right, so yeah. we're just going to let this play out when, uh, as soon as 8-Bit's done. We just 
You just I had hella fun doing that one. Stick around and vibe for a minute. Oh, yeah. Yep, nice. yep, yep. Santino did this awesome mix, and uh, and and I, I geeked out then, and I loved it so much, and I, I feel like at that point I barely even knew the guy, and uh, and yep. So we're playing that for you guys here officially. Got this uh, the sweet beat to to kind of play us out. I have been your host, Eight Bit Alchemy, and I hope that you guys enjoyed this journey. Uh, we will see you guys next time. Peace out.